What's going on, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Late Night Hype. Another special guest, the one and only, the voice of reason, Mr. Jesse Holly. That's no I. No I, by the way. No I, but don't you no do I. it. Coming no up, I. he's going to keep it real, giving us the Dak Prescott, his thoughts on the Cowboys, and everything in between. Let's go. They in here now. Yeah, yeah we love it. Here. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, Jesse. We like to, I tell all the guests, we like to bring it in with some energy, fam. Yeah, some we like fire. To, yes. You got to have the energy. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. But first, welcome Mr. Jesse Holly, brother. How are you? I'm well. I'm blessed. I have no That's complaints. Good. I'm finally here. I know it's been a long time coming. But <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But you sometimes you gotta let you gotta be right. You know, you gotta let so it yeah. Yeah. Gotta be right. Gotta be right. Time is right, man. And I think the time is right, man. And so I'm here with you fellas. I'm happy to see what you guys are doing. Appreciate Three black it. brothers doing it big, man. So yes, sir. I'm happy yes. to be a part of this. I mean, Love yes, it. Yes, indeed. We're happy to have you, man. It's we funny because you. Me and Jesse actually disagree on a lot of stuff over the years, but, <laughs> but we remain cool. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> and yes. I'm always fine with disagreements. Right. I'm never fine as long with respect. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as there's respect in our disagreement, I'm here all day. It's when people people get a little bit, you know. Oh, trust me. I see it on yeah. Twitter, fam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I mean, come on. Blocker, blocker. That's why I fool with you because you check them. <laughs> yeah. And he got those punches. Yo, I'm sweet. I'm saved, but I ain't sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saved, but I ain't sweet, man. So we got to always make sure it's respectable. Absolutely. Yes, man. indeed. Absolutely. Hey, they say even Peter had a knife, right? You know? Come on now. <laughs> Come mean, on with it. Yeah, it is what cut it is. Some ears off Preaching. around here. Let's I mean, go. You, you can't, everybody can't agree on everything, but like you said, it's all about respect. We we be down the show, me and Skywalker get on it, get in it every day, pretty much every time. And then we go, go hard, and then it's like, okay, we back to normal. Yeah, Is it? yeah, because yes, me and Big Game James, we always disagree with something, we, right? <laughs> we be like, whatever, dog. Whatever, dog. Yeah, whatever. You know, but that's what brings him back, though. As our know. guy likes to say, we are live like '95, and hopefully, we get the party jumping like that with this you new know. regime, man. And speaking of the new regime, Jesse, um, I saw your tweet. You have you had a chance to talk to Mike McCarthy. It's crazy how that worked out. Like we, you know, we, we book you for the show, and then you talk to Mike. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's perfect. The day before, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so I know you can't divulge everything you spoke to Mike about, but you were champion for Mike McCarthy before Mike McCarthy was hired. Uh, give us a little bit why, and then kind of what you took away from Mike yesterday. Mm, and I didn't even know that, so this yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. The biggest I didn't know that. Mike, you know, I was championing for Mike McCarthy. One of the reasons, I mean, look at the pedigree, right? In order to get to a Super Bowl, you have to have a certain level of not only good players, and the thing that people fail to realize when you look at coaching, mm-hmm. it is harder to coach great players than it is average players. Mm. But when you're able to manage those personalities, and get them to buy into your system, 
get them to buy into your beliefs for the greater good of the team. And I learned that from Roy Williams. You're talking about, we. Have, I played with full lottery picks at North Carolina. You're talking about a lot of McDonald's All-Americans in a, in a locker room. A lot of egos there. And, and to mm. be able to manage personalities to get them to believe in the greater goal of the team and not the individual goal, that takes a level, uh, a certain level of coaching. So I saw him do that in Green Bay. I saw the way he helped develop uh, Aaron Rodgers. And the thing that I think people fail to realize is that a lot of times, I don't care, even in, even in marriages and relationships, after a certain amount of time, things can get a little bit awry. And you begin to believe your own stuff is the best stuff and you, you sometimes, you don't evolve. And I know for me, it has taken me to fall from the throne several times to say, ah, I got too comfortable. I got too, I got too big headed. I got too, uh, 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 I got too reliant upon the things that I solely believed on. I have this saying, you know, and it's not my saying, but it's a saying. It talks about being firm on your goal, but flexible and getting to the destination. And so I looked at Coach McCarthy and I said, he got to the big game and then when you get to the big game and you win the big game, have mm. somebody tell you that your stuff don't work. Have somebody <laughs> you know? tell you that. <laughs> right. You like, got, all of a sudden, you got stale. You're right. like, wait, hold on, wait, what? You telling me my stuff don't work? This don't work? I just want to chip. And, and then it begins to fall on deaf ears. What I loved about him, and I, tr- and I, and I kind of likened it to my life, was he fell from the grace. And a lot mm-hmm. of times when you fall from grace and you're back at the bottom for, from failure, Mm-hmm. What do you do? And I just saw the way he was like, okay, you're right. I wasn't right. Mm-hmm. What worked mm-hmm. then may not right. work now. And you saw him get back in the lab, bring coaches mm-hmm. in, and says, what is the new NFL? Mm-hmm. What does it look mm-hmm. like? What is it analytically? What is it schematically? What is it as far as players, mindset, schemes, everything? And I watched him over time, and I watched the specials of him over time working his plan not saying that he's changing the way that he does things, but he's changing the way that he gets to the things that he does. And so you can still have the same goal. The goal is to win a Super Bowl, right. but be flexible in your destination to success. And I saw that in him and I said, this is the guy that we need. This is a guy who understands what it takes to win a Super Bowl, who has been there, who has been to the mountaintop, who has mm. been to the valley. And now he's ready to come back and march his way back to the mountaintop. And with this team, this collection of talent, he can develop this quarterback and grow this team and then now take them to the promised land. And that's why I was like, give me that dude yes. now. Now. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that's now. some good stuff, man. Hey, w- we was talking about this last year. I think you and I was together at this function with Cowboys Experience, and we was talking about preparation, you know, of how we good coaches have to understand that you got to prepare yourself in order to play the game. Uh, do you see that with Mike McCarthy, we look at Joe Montana, we look at Brett Favre, we look at Aaron Brooks, we look at Aaron Rodgers for Rich crying Gannon. out loud. Matt Rich Gannon. Man, all the, Hasselback, all of these quarterbacks Coach that Dalton. he helped coach and, and prepare them. <laughs> do you think that he's going to elevate Dak Prescott game to that level? I know a lot of people look at the end result of Aaron Rodgers, but he wasn't Aaron Rodgers of what Aaron Rodgers is today when he first started. Can you help people? Uh, can you can you pretty much paint a picture for people what, what he would do for uh, Dak Prescott? Here's the biggest thing when it comes to quarterbacking. And, mm-hmm. and yes, it's great to have all the 
intangibles, right? You would love to have the big arm and you would love to have the mobility and you would love to have all these different things. But how many quarterbacks have we seen? Jamarcus Russell. Mm -hmm. We've seen uh, uh, um, uh, Jay Cutler. We've seen guys with cannons of arms who can make every single throw, but lacked it up here. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing when it comes to a quarterback. You don't have to have the biggest arm. Drew Brees doesn't have the biggest arm, never has had the biggest arm. If you're able to process the game at a level and at a speed and at a better pace than the people that you're playing against, you will be successful. I think this is going to be the greatest thing for Dak Prescott is his ability to process the game at a far greater rate, be able to use his skill set, take what he does well and maximize it. If this guy doesn't throw the ball, and that's what I kind of get in comments when people want to say, oh, he doesn't throw the deep ball very well. I get it. Okay, fine, cool. But if that's not his strength, that's not his strength. But if I can throw the medium ball very, very well, well, hell, I'm going to 15 to 20 yards you to death. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, 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 and the thing that I think Mike McCartney is going to help Dak Prescott do, he's going to help him see the game at a greater, at a, at a, at a greater pace, play the game at a greater pace, be more developed mentally. That is the biggest component when it comes to quarterbacking is how can I be mentally, can I get up to the line of scrimmage and know what I'm looking at and know what I'm seeing and be able to diagnose those plays and where the ball goes to right now. Because the game moves so fast, you have to know where, you can't be back there patting the ball, oh, oh, and be indecisive. Uh, That's what I love what what John Kittner gave him. John Kittner isn't going to ever teach caution. Never going to teach caution. He said that too in that he video. He said that plenty of times. Right. Never going to yeah. teach. If, if the ball is supposed to go to a certain place, damn it, put the ball there. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that is the nature of the game. I think Mike McCarthy is going to help Dak elevate his game mentally. The physical part where he at now, Dak, I don't care how much working out he does. I don't care what quarterback Google he go to. He ain't throwing the ball 70 yards. Yeah, no. That ain't in the DNA. When, when, God was making, when God was making him, he 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 didn't give him the extra little bit of Patrick <laughs> Mahomes throw the ball seventy yards on a, on a fling or Aaron Rodgers. No, he said you here. Whoop, you have a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But being able to process the game and to deliver the ball to the places where it's supposed to go, because every every play that's designed has a specific read and where the ball is supposed to go, and it's all about timing. If he can get that down to where it's supposed to go, when it's supposed to go, and how it's supposed to go, it'd be fine. Man, a lot hey, of people Jesse. in the comment box saying, preach, man. Go ahead, big game, Jay. I'm hogging <laughs> the mic over here, baby. No, you good. You good. I just want to get this quick question out. Because, I mean, we're talking about Dak Prescott. We're talking about, I mean, I feel you. And when, when uh, Mike McCarthy was talking about, when they were talking about possibly Garrett going away or possibly being gone he was my number one guy because everything well you probably said it deeper than I did but I felt what you were saying but with Kellen Moore it hurt me that John Kittner was gone because I feel like he did tremendous things with Dak Prescott it hurt me that he was gone but you still have a Kellen Moore there who is is with the play calling who do you think because we know how much um McCarthy loves loves calling those plays is he going to get to a point where he just starts doing it, or is it going to be Kellen, do your thing, and I'll keep a watch afar, and if it gets crazy, I'll take over? What do you think that relationship will be th- this year? You retain Kellen Moore for the rece- for the reason that you brought him on. 
right? Because mm-hmm. if, if, if you wanted a quarterback coach, you could have got rid of Kellen Moore and kept John Kitten and then let Mike McCarthy go ahead and call the plays. Right. You kept Kellen Moore because this is, this is where he's supposed to, this is where they want him to be. This is the plan, the game plan for him. He is the young upstart offensive coordinator in the league. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, I was really hard on Kellen Moore last year because I know what it is to have an offensive coordinator. It's, it is so easy and so simple to sit there and practice and sit there in training camp and call plays and it's out like, oh, let's go. But when that heat on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't we see some of it last year? What, I mean, talk to us. What, what was going on? Everything is happening yeah. quick and you're you trying to find what the next play is and things ain't going right. Mm. That takes a level of experience. You have to be experienced. You have offensive coordinators don't think play by play. They got to have three, four, five plays in advance already ready to go. Preach, How do man. you get there? Kellen Moore never called plays before. Yep. It's one mm. thing to be a Even as a quarterback, you're still waiting for someone to give you a call. Mm. And then you react off the call that someone has given you. And then you react off the call that someone has given you and then what the defense gives you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, still, you're still in the waiting position. As an offensive coordinator, you have to be two steps ahead. You got to call a play for first down and also be ready to call what play we're going to call on third down. You got to have yeah. scenarios in your head if it's successful, if it lost yards. Wh- wh- that takes experience. And you don't, yeah. you, the only way, and here's the thing the only way you gain that experience is oh, through fire. fire. Yes, yeah. through the fire. And and you're on the same fire. wavelength. The fire. fire and desire. And, <laughs> you know, and then. He went through the fire, and then he was he was coaching for a coach that had a limited amount of creativity in his own plays. Mm. Mm. Talk to Ooh. us about Gary right quick. Can oh, we can, can we turn can the we knife about, on that one a little bit? Can, more. We, can we talk about that, please? Tell him more. I think now that he's come, he's had a year, mm-hmm. right? He's had mm-hmm. a year to kind of process what he's done. And if 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 he's what everyone to say he is as far, as far as being a student of the game. He sits back in the offseason and he evaluates himself and he said, I was poor there. I was poor there. I was good here. I was good there. And now I built on the things that I was good at and I correct things that I was bad at. So I think he's going to have a much better year this year because he has a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, okay, Experience. I'm not going to things this raw and green at calling plays. I have a better understanding. And when situations come up, he's going to go, Oh, I remember on yeah. third and short against this defensive coordinator a year or so ago. Uh-huh. That yeah, recall. That thing's yeah. happened. But, and to the Garrett, Jason Garrett point, here's the funny part about it. And I got, <laughs> I got killed for this. I got killed for this. And I'm talking about five, six, seven years ago. Every You bitter. You a hater. You all this stuff. I'm like, dog, I've been cut three times. I got no reason to be mad at nobody. I'm just telling y'all what I know. Yeah, listen and up. I'm listening I, now. When I when you can stand on the sideline and the defense can call what route's about to be coming, mm. that that tells you something. And, 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 <laughs> I'm not saying that. And, 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 I'm, 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 and, and, and this is what people have, Cowboy fans, you have to be able to do this in life. You have to be able to separate the man from the coach, the man from the player. Because mm-hmm. I can respect you as a man and don't like you as a player and or coach. And the thing that I, I love Jason Garrett as a man, the thing oh, yeah. I did not like about him as a coach was he, people laugh when I say this, but he went to Princeton. 
How you doing, guys? Right. You me? So a lot of times, Jason Garrett always thought he was the smartest man in the room. True. And when mm. you think that, you've already failed. And he was so he, he was so much in his own head that I'm the smartest one in the room that he didn't allow for other people to add input of creativity, of of of, of evolution, of different things into his. He was like, I'm the chef, don't touch my pot. But I'm like, yo, if you turn the fire down a little bit, it won't burn. But yo, <laughs> add a little bit of this obey, the season go pop. You said add a little great analogy. Great analogy, man. Was just so, everything was just so bland and mundane. And he never got off of that because that's just who he was as a person. And and a lot of guys get stuck in this ego, this ego-driven sport, and they don't allow themselves to evolve. And Jason Garrett never evolved, and he's getting ready to go up to New York and mess up Joe Judge's job because he won. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Holly, we want him to go mess it up. Go mess yeah, it up, please. Right, right. We cool. Right. We cool. We cool. I'm trying to go to Tampa this year, so go ahead, Jason. Go, go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but on the but on the flip side, though, it, it will be the Giants will be a solid team, though. You know, I think that Jason Garrett still develops in this situation of having solid teams. Like he played safe and close to the vets, right? Think about the draft pick they went and got. They went and got the offensive tackle. They went and drafted a, 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 a I guess, a defensive guy, and they went back to the offensive uh, lineman again to help solidify that offensive line for Daniel Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley. So I think that they're going to be a run-first team, and they're going to just be a team that's going to be probably average at best, but they're going to be solid. Yeah, and that comes from the, that comes mm-hmm. from the Joe and the Joe does come from the, the Bill Belichick tree. Mm-hmm. Right, he's he's going to do protect the quarterback first, mm-hmm. and then they're going to bring in good defensive backs. They're going to pay defensive backs, and then you're going to see them start piecing other places at line and stuff like that. Look at look at all all the the Bill Belichick disciples. They 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 start offensive line because mm-hmm. well, offensive line protect my quarterback, and then defensive backs. If I can cover in this day and time right now, I can create the madness with the other guys. If I can dedicate four guys to coverage, I can do different things with the seven guys up front. I can create a chaos and I can create fusion with seven guys up front. And if I have to bring an eighth guy, I can do that as well. But I got solid cover guys on the outside. Look at what Bill Belichick always pays the money. He don't pay linebackers. He don't pay linemen. He don't pay, pay running backs. <laughs> he don't pay, he pay running backs. Back. Yeah. Who he pay? Who all the big contracts come from? Skip either yeah. either Jordan. tight end. Corner of safety. Mm-hmm. God, dog, boy, you genius over there. Because I'm just not thinking about it. Tlaib, he went and got him. Uh, he went and got the guy. Revis. Oh, Revis. Oh, Look at the safeties. Goodness. I mean, look oh, at the safeties. Yeah, he went and got the safeties. Uh, he, had, he had Patrick Chung for a while. Mm-hmm. He had got McCordy's right now. Yeah, more. Yeah, Gilmore. He left. Logan Ryan. A bunch of guys before they left. Now, go and look what Miami's done in their draft. Mm-hmm. And anyone got Byron? Yeah, secondary. Byron. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. And guess who's over there? Brian Flores. Guess who we played for? Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. Uh, oh. I mean, it's a it's a tree. That's why well, they call it a tree. All the Miami money was spent at. Cornerbacks, huh. mm-hmm. safeties. You can go to Tennessee. Look who Tennessee with uh, yeah. uh Vrabel. They got Beer as a bird, the safety. Yep. Paying him. They pay Logan Ryan. They right? drafted the kid out of US. No, I think Logan Ryan, is he still there? I thought he gone. No, they had him last year is what I'm saying. When they oh, were yeah, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Let me let me kind of just let me just kind of touch on a little bit what you were saying, kind of going back to Kellen Moore uh, and Jason Garrett. Here, here's my thing: you had a an amazing. I don't I don't want to call it a rant because it was real. You had an amazing view after the Jets game, I think it was, where you talked about mm-hmm. it was pretty much embarrassing that you, you we went into that game knowing there were so many people injured and that our wide receiver was injured. He had a chance of not finishing that game, and you did nothing to adjust to a blitz-happy uh, defensive coordinator. So for me, that is something I've been saying forever, and you've been saying it too. This team seems to never game plan week-to-week, opponent-to-opponent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something that you talk to uh, McCarthy about, but I, we've heard Jason Garrett say, hey, we're going to do what we do no matter if we're playing on the stars, the moons, the parking lot, or the field. <laughs> <laughs> but is this something McCarthy has talked about doing where we will game plan from week to week, team to team, whether it be offense or defense? Because we didn't really see that under Jason Garrett. Will we see a stark difference? Because I want to see that. I think so. I think so. And one of the reasons why, even the way he went into the draft, he told Will McClay, it's not about the scheme. It's about the player. Go mm-hmm. get me guys. If you go get me guys, I can do whatever the hell I need to do week in and week out. I'm not going to box these guys into a scheme. Mm. I'm going to fit a scheme around the guys that I have. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. Jason Garrett was trying to box guys into a scheme. And that's why you had guys who couldn't cover running backs, who couldn't cover tight ends, you know, and guys who couldn't do a lot of different things because there was, there was such an emphasis on here's what we're going to do. Here's the box that we're in. And we have to fit everyone in that box. And I think Mike McCarthy, what he's come in and he's going to do is saying, no, 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 no. Go get me dogs, mm-hmm. and I'm going to adjust the dogs that you go get me. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to put dogs in position to bite. I, I'm not going. I'm, I'm I'm not going to have a, a, a dog go do what he's not well equipped to do. So why would I? Why would I put myself in a situation to have a guy be a D tackle when he's really a DN? Crawford. Why? 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 Because if he if he's not going to do well there, don't put him there. Right. If he if okay packages. Hey, guess what? I know you're my starting linebacker. You can't cover running back. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna sub you out. We're gonna put a guy in that can cover a running back. Mm. Sorry if your feelings are hurt, but I'm trying to win. <laughs> exactly. This stuff. This is the difference that you're going to see. You're you're, you're going to see guys put in positions to succeed not be put in positions because that's what the scheme says. Exactly. That's the difference Mike McCarthy. He, he, he is, he is about the player over the scheme. If you're telling me that this guy is great rushing on third down, well, I'm not going to rush him on first down. Mm. I'm wasting his talent. That goes back to, and you hear Nate Newton say this all the time. That's what Jimmy Johnson did. Well, big Nate. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson would tell his coaches, Why'd you why why is he why'd you put him there? Mm. We know he can't do that. Put put him <laughs> where he's going if he's going to be on the field, put him exactly where he's going to be successful yeah. every single time. And if we can do that, if you can put your players in the best position possible to be successful at a higher rate, your percentages of winning the down, winning the series, and winning the game goes up. Yeah. That's all you want. I just want to right. be able to give myself the greatest percentage to win the, the down, the series, and the game. If I do that, I'm okay with the end result. But how many times have we went into a press conference and we've heard, 
Oh, we got we 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 got to execute. Yeah, execute. <laughs> execute. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do it. He can't, he can't do it. Do it. Can't look, do- I recall this game, uh, and it was against the Eagles. I know that we didn't put up a lot of points, but the big pass that was caught on the outside by one of the Walmart All Stars, and you know, number eighty-four oh, okay. for the Eagles. Lord. It was against uh, what's that guy name? It was the linebacker on a wheel Michael route. Smith. Against- that Michael Smith. I mean, you can do, you can try to execute that play a million times over. But Jesse, you, if you line up out wide and it's a linebacker on you, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah. Hold the hand up. Give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me every time. It it don't matter. Offensive guy. We are. And how many times do we watch in games where the mismatch and Uh just it? But but because that was the, the head. And the guys underneath him saying, well, we're doing this. And if he just does, no, he can't do it. Mm-hmm. You're asking the man to do something that he can't do. And then you want to fuss at him for being a failure. No, you're the failure for putting mm-hmm. him in that situation. It is your job. If, if, if you're a father mm-hmm. and you don't set your son up to do things the right way, you failed him. Mm-hmm. You failed him. If you're a father and you don't show your daughter proper love and she goes out somewhere and now find love with a knucklehead, you failed her. She did you failed her. If you're a head football coach and you don't put your players in position to be successful, you failed them. It's 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 one thing if oh okay, that play was was a was a, a messed up play. But when it happens over and over and over and over again, dog, I don't care how much want to or will that you have, if 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 Tyreek Hill runs a 4-2 and the other guy that runs a 4-5 and they run in a straight line, I don't care how much you think scheme going to matter. He can't stay in front of him. Jesse, <laughs> I'm going to quote you, Jesse. I'm going to quote you. And it was an amazing quote, and I love it. One time's an accident. Two times a trend. Three times a habit. It takes wow. 21 days to build a habit in the Cowboys on a number of occasions. It wasn't just three games in a row. In a couple, three games in a row, they did things like this, and it became a habit. And honestly, it wasn't just last year. It's been 10 years worth of it, period. I love that quote, man. I will always go back to it. <laughs> always. Yeah, but, um, man, good stuff. Yeah, great stuff on McCarthy, and I, I'm excited for him. I know you're excited for him. Mm-hmm. Is there any l- l- last little nugget you might have took away from uh, speaking with McCarthy yesterday that uh, maybe the nation needs to know? And I'll tell you, here, here's how it happened. I'm blessed, and, I'm blessed and privileged every single year for the last four or five years, six years, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I've built great relationships with the Cowboys. Yes. Um, for my playing time there and my playing time, uh, my time after there. And so I get an opportunity every year for like the five, last five or six years to speak to the rookies mm. every year. This year, Mike McCarthy, uh, unbeknownst to me, had joined the conversation. Mm. So as a person who was leading the pack, I logged in 15 minutes before. Lo and mm. behold, who was there? Wow. Mike McCarthy. Mike. Wow. So just in casual conversation, we got a chance to rap because the first thing that he wanted to see was who was logging in. Oh, man. Wow. This is good stuff. Wow. Which one of these rookies, who was going to be logged in on time? Because this is just like a meeting. And what he said to the rookies, which, and there's something that I can hear. And I'm like, okay, th- that right there, that's, that's, that's the leader of men. 
what it, what he wanted to know was when a, when and he said this he said when a man comes to give you his time you give him your respect mm-hmm. you respect him by yeah. being on time you respect him by paying attention and you respect him by taking the information that he gives you and using it and he was just saying you know and that was what he said to the rookies but he and I got a chance to, to just to rap and I'm gonna be honest with you I'm gonna keep it 100 with you That's keep it 100 or keep I it a bean. I had to I had to and I'm and I'm never like this and I don't know why I got like this the other day I had to pull myself back in because I almost went fanboy <laughs> <laughs> trust me fanboy, I was like but I, I I wanted to tell him I said coach man I'm so excited that you're here and the one thing that I take away from it, he's sitting at his desk and you can tell he's still in preparation mode. Mm-hmm. He's in preparation mode. And, I, and the thing that he said to me that was vital, that was crucial, he said, every man will be accountable. Mm-hmm. He goes, every man will be accountable. If you think you're going to have a jersey with a star, a helmet with a star on it and a jersey with your name on it for this team, you will be accountable to the, to the men that came before you to the men that are lined up next to you. And he said, when I talk about accountability, I talk about it from myself down. Oh my goodness. Mm. Jason, Justin, do we see any of that with Jason Garrett? Especially the accountability. I, 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 ain't, I ain't gotta say yeah. nothing. I'm just, I just wanted to get that out there because we often saw him come to the podium and literally talk about, well, they got to execute. Not, I have to be better. Hey, and, and this he is another never thing said that, I. Th- this is another thing that I got to say this, and and I think they talked on this too. Uh oh. And Jason Gary came out there and said, "Well, I'm not calling the offense, or I'm not calling the defense." <laughs> and I thought about this, and me and Big Game James, and uh, I think Sky, we talked a little bit about this. When you run in your household, and if you have your kids keeping the lights on and having the high water bill or light bill or whatever bill is the head of the household is still your responsibility it's not the kids responsibility that, that that causes the light bill to be high and if it's so then you have to lay down the law over there in that particular home and we kept seeing the same situations going on and on with this team can you speak on that a little bit to educate the nation or from the Jason Garrett perspective or from the Mike yeah. McCarthy perspective? From both. Split it down the middle, I guess. Well, okay, cool. What we're going to see now. Accountability. Accountability, Garrett. yeah. Under Jason Garrett, there was a... There was no accountability. <laughs> Just flat out. <laughs> there was and guys knew it. Here's the thing about here's the thing about about and I say us as 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 men and as football players. Right. You're dealing with alpha males. True. For the most part, you're dealing with alpha males. You're dealing with a bunch of males who are used to running the show. Right? If you make it to the National Football League, you are the best in your fishbowl. You are the you were the best in your, you were considered one of the best in your fishbowl, whether it's D1, D2, D3, NI, NIAA, whatever that you were considered one of the best in your fishbowl. You're considered one of the best in your home. So you have all of these guys who are alpha males. And the first thing that we are able to sniff out is bull. Hmm. The first thing we're able to sniff out is bull. Because at the end of the day, you want me to go out there and put my body on the line. For you, 
Yes, I I get some reward in this as well, but in essence, for you, because I'm I'm getting my call from you. I'm getting everything that I'm going out here doing from you. And so the minute I stop respecting you, I stop respecting your word, your mm-hmm. plan, mm-hmm. Your, 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 your everything. <laughs> and all it takes for you to lose my respect is for you to not be authentic. And when you when you say one thing on one out of one side of your mouth and then another thing on the other side of your mouth, I'm it. done. That's it. And what you saw last year with the Cowboys were you had guys who would walk into the building and knew no matter what, I'm the starting, say the position. Safety. <laughs> yeah, we just talked about, we just talked about <laughs> this in the last. Starting and nobody or nothing was going to take me from that because the man upstairs, the head coach, wasn't going to hold me accountable. So why would I even go out there and – what do we start here at the end of the year? Well, we got guys going out there doing their own thing. Well, they ain't just start doing that. Guys just don't start doing their own thing. How can right. we never hear that in New England? How can we never hear that in New Orleans? How can we never hear that in teams that are consistently winning? Because there's a level of respect and accountability that is held to the highest degree by the head coach. Jason Garrett, guys were just given the opportunity to go out there and play. On the flip side, you will not see that with Mike McCarthy. You will see there will be competition across the board. Love it. Those guys who go out there and play will be will have earned that spot, not just for the year, for the week. Because you got to earn it again next week. And then the week after that. And the week after that. And if you can't do it the way that they've asked you to do it to the to the to the, the best of your ability, then unlike Jason Garrett, you're not gonna be on the field. Wow. So bye, Tristan I, Hill. <laughs> I, I, Tristan, you, you think you think they brought them defense alignment? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you see Nelly Gallimore chomping at the bit. You see Nelville Gallimore chomping. He chomping. Listen. And hey, hey Jesse, check this out. I had a uh, Brandon Tucker on my show. Um, he he's uh, training Alden Smith right now. That's my guy. That's my guy. Hey, I love Brandon. Um, he was telling me about Tristan Hill, and he was telling me how them guys was they wasn't feeling him in that locker room like at all. Like they, it was a point to where they were just like, you know what I mean? Like we, we just don't fool with you. They just said he was a different kind of dude. Yeah. And, and that's possible. But the biggest thing is, is that, you know, and I'll borrow this from, from Mike Fisher. There were 53 different brands. Jeez. Hmm. Well, I know there was a few brands we knew about. And, every, hmm. and everybody, and here's the thing. Everybody was trying to capitalize on their brand on Sunday. Swipe. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Touchdown yeah. swipe. Yeah, like, but it, it, I mean, it was a lot of them. It was a lot of them. Everybody was trying to capitalize on their own brand. And you just can't, you can't, wins will take care of everything. Right. So Jesse, do you think that, okay, you see how you're saying everybody was capitalized on their brand. Everybody was, so do you feel like they were already in their mind? Like, man, we ain't really going nowhere with this dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, you can, you, you know, bull when you see bull. Yeah. yeah. Word up. Yeah. When you if if, if you a stand up dude, yo, when you be around enough guy, you like yo, that's your right. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. when, when and that's the biggest thing because there comes a point in time where you have to have a level of uh, uh, just personal pride. They didn't have mm-hmm. that. They didn't have enough guys who had personal pride. Like you had enough guys that was like, yo, we're gonna lose this game. <laughs> I'm gonna be uptown. I'm gonna be uptown in thirty minutes. There wasn't enough personal pride. <laughs> 
And there wasn't enough guys in here who was, this is, this is the biggest thing. We love to say, oh, one of the youngest locker rooms in the league, young, 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 young. Young, young, young. The problem when you have a young football team. You have nobody to put their foot up somebody's yeah. butt. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That, that, see, Jason Witten can't do it. You already left, bro. Oh, man, we're not talking to you no more. Yo, yo, we're not Man, didn't we just? Oh my God! Here's my we, thing. Ain't we been saying that, y'all? Though we're right. not valid in this locker room anymore. And and, and 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 your boy head coach, his words not valid in this locker room anymore. Mm. And so now you have a bunch of guys who just don't have pride, and nobody, nobody made them pay for that. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Nobody made them pay. Nobody was like, oh, let me make an example of somebody. You cut. Oh, mm -hmm. We've been knocking this. Shit. Wow. How, how, how long do we have to keep a kicker on the? On the oh my god! Fourteen weeks. The <laughs> most. This is the dude you're supposed wow. to be like, yo, my man. You, my man. Come on, let's go. Let's go, <laughs> my man. Come on. But it was like you look around. You go. He's still here. He's still here. Oh, but you want you want me to go out there and put my neck on the line to back up the dude who shouldn't even be out there? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> and here's the thing about uh, what you're saying. For a guy that runs such a vanilla type of offense with no creativity, mm -hmm. and what I like to say is Jason Garrett's regime, when we're good, it's because the horses are available. The horses, right. the top guys are available because under a vanilla regime like that, you mm -hmm. need your top guys to play great all the time. So if you lose a little bit of that credibility or a little bit of that, uh, I don't want to say motivation, but that want to for your coach, that spells trouble for a guy that can't overcome that with scheme. So, in my opinion, when, when you lose that locker room, right, I'm not saying that they lost it, but when you lose a little bit of that edge, it's, it's a wrap for a guy like that. It's a wrap. You can say it. He lost it. He lost it. There you it. go. You go. And people knew, like, people knew, like, he ain't going to be here next year anyway, so why why you got to respect this dude? He ain't going to be here. As the season went on, folks knew. You you hit a rumbling. You knew. He ain't going to be here. Ain't gonna be here next All year, the inconsistencies, so. we we kept talking about it. The only way that was Man. saving his job was the Super Bowl. I mean, and we knew that wasn't happening. <laughs> that wasn't I happening. mean, we all knew it. I mean, it's just the that sad thing about it is that it had to go on this long. That's that's the yeah. that's the disheartening thing about all this, Jesse. In my opinion, is that we we all felt this. We all knew it. They knew it. It's like come. Um, we all. It's like the, the the elephant in the room. Like this is the worst kept secret around here. And yet you still keep doing this over and over year after year in and year out. And you wasted years on players. I that just frustrating to me when you seen this and it's like we all knew this. Why do we have to take this long? I honestly believe that when you saw how the league was going, mm. um, all these new hot shots were coming in. And all these new guys. Jerry really wanted Jason mm -hmm. Garrett to work. He did. He really wanted Jason to work. He wanted to be able to say, this I was the guy that I believed in 10 years ago. This <laughs> right. was the guy that I believed in when nobody else believed in him. And I brought him up. And and, and now he is the it thing in the league. Remember, Jason Garrett and, and, and Wade Phillips, and Wade Phillips was the head coach. They mm -hmm. made the same amount of money. He was an OC he and Wade was the first. And they were both making like $5 million a, a piece. Wow. That's unprecedented. Jerry Jerry Jones wanted this to work. There, there was a level of uh, affinity for Jason Garrett. He wanted this. He wanted Jason Garrett to be the guy to take the Cowboys to that next level. And he tried over. And, and I mean, you, you couldn't give him any more weapons. He gave him every opportunity. And he, I, I think if, and if for Jerry, if Jason wins it all, or if Jason would have won it all, 
he can say that was me. That's me. That's mm -hmm. all me. Mm -hmm. See Shorty over there? Shorty, that's all me. <laughs> it's me right there. <laughs> you see thick Shorty over there? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's what Jerry wanted to say. Jerry wanted to be like, oh yeah, she thick, right? That's me. Yeah. That's, he wanna say that. He wanna say that about Jason Gary. He wanna say, oh, oh, that red head over there. That's me. That, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's me. And it, it just to. it got to a point where you couldn't say he was like, it's not you. It's, it's not it's gonna me. work that way. He basically <laughs> said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Like, she ain't all that right now, hey, you know what I mean? That, that just ain't cutting it for me no more. Right. Sorry. <laughs> if Jerry was listening, this is what he'd say to you right now, brother. I don't like your attitude. That's what he's probably saying. <laughs> <laughs> you probably Put your damn back together. Let me tell you yeah. Jesse. Exactly. Hey, listen, we're going to let you get a swig of your water right quick. In 15 seconds, we're going to come back, and we're going we're gonna to transition to a a position that you're familiar with, the wide receiver position. Yeah. Let's do it, man. This is good. Let's keep going. Yes, indeed. Yeah, let's, let's, let's rock it. I'm loving it. What are we rolling? They love you in this chat, too, bro. They calling you yeah, a preacher over there. Preacher I Jesse. I knew they would, though, because when we said you were coming on, it was like, oh, I got to be yeah, we was, they, they was. They said, we ready for the truth. They said, hey, 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 Jesse, they was in, hey, it probably in all our fees, like, we ready for the truth. We ready for the truth. Hey, so so you played the position, uh, and you played for two damn good quarterbacks, <laughs> right? Tom Brady, you played over there for a little bit, and, and then Tony Romo, obviously in Dallas and so you're very familiar with the position you, you even were obviously on the show with, with, with Mike and you're probably close with Mike Michael Urban I should say because for those that don't know the Mr. Fourth and Long is not just a, <laughs> right. a, a gadgety name he literally yeah. is Mr. Fourth and Long, yeah, long. that's real talk <laughs> okay um and he had a, one of the most famous plays during that Roma honestly dog when you think about it it has to be up there I don't mean this, I don't mean to kind of derail but that has to be up there when you think about yeah. some of those plays because that game was important. And we'll get to that at the end of the show. I don't mean to do that. Yeah. But um, so C.D. Lamb, he was yes. drafted. I know you, you know, looked into the draft at these receivers because it's the position, mm -hmm. you know, you play and you know very well. Um, we all thought here on the panel, that's why receiver one, we were extremely shocked. He fell to mm -hmm. 17, and it seemed as though Dallas – was shocked he fell to 17. Um, kind of your take on just that that part of it, him falling and uh, him being with part of the Cowboys for the present and the future. Does it spell something yeah. for the future? I, I'm like you. I'm like everybody else that was watching. I was like, is this what happened? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Because I just thought, like, oh, he's going to be off the board early. Is there no way he's getting to 17? And, and again, when, the, when Will McClay – and the professionals didn't have them on the board because they're like, there's no way he's going to fall at 17. Mm -hmm. That tells you uh, that it, it just was something that was like, it, it, it shocked me. Right. But when they got him, I was like, oh, this is something sweet. And I, I know some people are trying to say like, oh, well, <coughs> he's like Randall Cobb. He ain't. No. He ain't. Well, here's what uh -huh. I want you guys to remember. He's not the Randall Cobb that we saw last year. He's the Randall Cobb that was with Pro Bowl Aaron, you know, Cobb. 14 touchdown Cobb. Is right, 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 right. That Cobb. <laughs> yeah. Prime Cobb. Prime Cobb. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't Cobb last. Don't, 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 don't try to put him like, oh, well, he's just like Randall Cobb. Nah, go nah, back to Randall nah. Cobb going to the Pro Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and killing cats. The thing that about CDM that I love about him, his mm -hmm. game is polished. 
Wow. He has a game that is, uh, uh, when you talk about housing, he has a hand that's moving ready. Savvy. <laughs> he has a game that's moving ready. Toss him the keys, walk in the crib. It's moving ready. You ain't got to do no renovations. They call no that turnkey. Right. Turnkey. And this is no starter home either. You know, with the one car garage, you know. <laughs> this is with the movie theater room and the five bedrooms, 20 square feet with the patio in the back, with the, with the gondola, all that. And yeah. so you add him into um, you add him into a mix that really didn't even need an upgrade. True. Honestly, you had 2,000 receivers on your team. Should have been three. Really, Could have been yeah. three. You didn't really need an upgrade, but you got one. Mm. So now this adding him to that mix opens this offense up to unprecedented <clears throat> opportunities. Mm -hmm. The days of seeing eight, nine guys in the box, they're done. Man. They're done. Unless you're Dallas last year or two years ago. <laughs> well, well, we might see it sometime down the road then. <laughs> uh, but yeah. you, you now give a quarterback a pick-your-poison type of Ooh. offense. Mm -hmm. Still having Zeke Elliott in the backfield, who's still going to run the ball, tops in the league. And my sleeper, who I think is going to be up there this year, Blake Jarwin is going to do. Yes, yes. yes. We all, yes. We've yes. been pumping him to the to the cows come home. Because right, humble guy too. Here's your thing: if, if you're if you're if, if you're a single high, right? Mm -hmm. Pay attention, y'all. Pay attention, class. Where's right. that thing going to lean to? Is he going to lean out to Amari Cooper? Is he going to lean to Michael Gallup? Or <laughs> Lamb in a slot. So now he's he's like this. And now, Blake Jarwin is too too fast, too athletic for a linebacker, too big, too strong for a nickel or dime corner of safety. True. Right? So now, once you clear all of that out, I get Blake Jarwin to run all things underneath. Oh, my goodness. And then, once he catches, it ain't, it ain't seven yards catch and fall. It ain't winning. Right. Seven yards he that, he that gazelle. And go get yards. So now, this playground will be so expansive. And then when and then Tony Amari, Pollard, Amari's <laughs> killing you on the outside, or, or Gallup's killing you on the outside, and now that safety actually shifts, they draw one down the middle. You, you know they got to shift because the they go they go on the roll coverage on a Cooper mm -hmm. side regardless. Mm -hmm. They roll the coverage his mm -hmm. way, and you don't, you don't have yeah. enough. You don't have enough number one corners out there to have everybody lined up man to man. Why right. they to, Why they be trying to hate on Coop? You have to come into the game and say, okay. Who are we gonna take away? Yeah, <laughs> take one away and pray to God that the other ones don't beat us. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and that's what we did last year with with Gallup by him playing one on one to the outside. And during training camp, we was looking at it like me and James. We were sitting there like, man, if Gallup can do these things like he doing out there in training camp, winning the one on ones, man, he's he, gonna have an outstanding we, season. He was killing them. In, he was killing mm -hmm. them in training camp, wasn't he, Law? Yes, indeed. If he continues his trajectory from year one to year two to year three, wow, I know. Now see that that James, that's the crazy that, thing. That brings let's up. Let's talk about the deal. Yeah, that kind of brings up a little bit. I hate to try to bring up controversy, right? But we look at every aspect here on this show, even if it if it dives deep into maybe uh, two years from now. So James, kind of dive into what that possibly could bring if if Gallup is that guy. 
So that's what we were talking about because everybody was talking about, you know, Amari's deal. And they were saying basically it's like a two-year deal, right? So then now you got a Michael Gallup who's, this is third year, you got another year and you got a CD Lamb. Do you, do you see something where these guys can be together in the future or do you see within those couple of years that split coming? Oh, it's coming. That's has to. It's coming. Yeah. Who, who's, who, who, who do you it's think is staying? Who's, who, if, if Gallup is still ascending, who do you think is going to be there? Amari's an odd man out. He's older. He's more expensive. He ain't taking the pay cut. Mm. You're, mm-hmm. Here's what your goal is. Your goal is in the next two years to win a Super Bowl. Two years. That okay. is your goal because you can't – they know Amari's – I'm telling you now, Amari, the way – they set it up that way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Break they it down. that way. So that when and, – and again, with adding – what they didn't plan on doing, but adding a guy, they plan on getting a receiver in this draft. They didn't plan on getting one at 17. Mm-hmm. But now that you add him into the mix, you have two years with all of those guys, with all of those guys to go win a championship. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, you come back to the place where you're saying, we got to regroup again. Because all the contracts are lining up for that way. Dak will have a little bit longer deal, but Gallup will be coming up on new money. Zeke in two years will be on the on the downside of his contract. Amari getting eighteen million dollars a year in two years. If 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 they're not close to winning a championship, he gone. Mm-hmm. He's the odd man out because you got two years to one to develop another guy, to draft another guy, to see where this thing is going. But if if they come to a point where there have to be a split in the wide receivers. C.D. Lamb will he'll transition on to the outside. Mm-hmm. Amari will find a new address somewhere else. You hope Gallup has been developed. I don't think Gallup is ever going to be a number one. Mm-hmm. I just don't. He, I don't think that's the. That, don't take a success of a number two and start thinking he can be a number one. Yeah, like like Pittsburgh, Juju Juju over there in Seattle. Uh, it Steelers. Pittsburgh. Life Pittsburgh, is yeah. when the when the star is on your head. When 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 defenses are targeting you. It's different. There's a different animal. There's a different type of game that you have to have. So I like Michael. And there's nothing wrong with being a number two. People kind of put this thing on being a number two. It's like, oh, well, you ain't. No. Everybody's not a number one. Be a number two and be a damn good number two, and you'll make a lot of money. You'll make a lot of plays, and hopefully you will carry, help carry your team to a championship. But if this thing comes down to it in the next two years and they're not, they're, they're not close to winning a championship or haven't won a championship, now, they've won a championship, Jerry likes to he he might be a little bit kind of yeah. Jerry might yeah, throw Jerry. some bread around Playboy. <laughs> he said, forget you, Steven. Forget what you said. I'm gonna spend some money. I want me some glory help. You can see you can see you can see uh Amari Cooper finding a new address. See what you that, said what you okay. said is great because Gallup is a two. That's no offense to Gallup. He's one of the best mm-hmm. wide receiver twos in the entire league. But mm-hmm. C D Lamb. That boy a number one wide receiver. He is a he can be a number one guy. And if 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 Coop is out, you could just put out. you could just put C D right in there. Pump the brakes. We'll find out. We'll find out because uh, he's he's well, how, how many how many see. pounds he is? How many pounds he About is? Uh, yeah, but we seen we seen guys law that's that's under two hundred. AJ Green them guys. We well, seen. well, well. I'm talking about when I look at CD Labs tape, he lined up forty percent of his snaps at, at OU inside the slot. Now I'm just so looking 60% at sixty percent outside. Yeah, well, 
Yeah. You gotta look but at I'm that looking one. at it like this. But now, now he's finna go with this big. He's boy gonna have time college. to develop, though. Yeah, he's gonna have saying. time to develop. So time he ain't to gotta develop. put it yeah, this way, so Jesse. Good. Where do you see him as? <laughs> yeah, where do you see him in the future? Jesse? Do you see him as a slot guy? I, I don't think he's just a slot no, guy. No, but do you no, or do you no, see no, him as a, a, a wide receiver one, wide receiver two? I'm gonna keep it the buck. Slot is becoming the new number one though. Like Ooh, that's what. The, okay. Like that's where the league. Everybody's trying to find small slot guys now that can go out there and just eat the middle of the field up like that's mm. where guys are are looking to to have those small slot fast guys where now i have it is so hard to cover a guy in the slot when you two, have it two right. ways to break two <laughs> ways to go and you got you know if you're lined up on the left hash you got about 40 yards to go this way if you're lined up on the right hash you got 40 yards, 40 yards. now if that guy is, is is quick twitch i'm telling you the, the future of this game is moving to the slot becoming the new number one. Mm, Guys are going to try to get into the slot a lot more because your opportunities are far greater. Again, you have to have a certain skill set because if you're not quick twitch and you're not able to run routes in that area, your windows open and close a lot faster. Mm. Right? There's more people. More people are confined to the middle of the field, linebackers mm. and stuff like that, safeties, and so you have to be able to have those windows open and close, and you get in and out of them a lot mm. quicker than you have to do on the outside when you have more time before you get to where a lot of the people are. But in the future, I can see this thing where the new, you know, 30s the new 40, 40s the new 30, yeah. slots mm. the new number one. Guys are wanting to get in the slot a lot, a lot more because you just eat, you eat in that slot, man. That's an interesting eat. take because CD yeah. then could be a, a number, de facto number one in the slot because he has elite quickness, right? He's a really good route mm. runner. His feet are I mean, goodness gracious, to see that video he just put, a couple videos he put out. But, I mean, on the the tape is there for him. But he's going to be tough to cover in that slot with the two-way break when you got to deal with a Jarwin up the seam, when you got to deal with Amari Cooper, you're shading your coverage that way. Gallup, don't forget, Ezekiel Elliott, he'll dump the ball out the back there. And then Tony Pollard, if they decide to actually use him. So Yeah, yeah. Are you a big fan of the West Coast uh, offense? Um, it, It has its plus. All of it has the, the biggest thing about the West Coast offense is the timing. It's the timing, right? Yeah. You, you have you have to be you have to be you have to have the timing. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing with the West Coast offense. It's all about timing. You need route runners to run the West Coast offense because if if guys are being held up, if guys are taking too long, it kills everything. Everything in that West Coast happens quick. It happens fast. It happens right now. So if 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 it's there, I, I think using the Using a variation of it mm-hmm. is 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 fine. You have to, you have to. The West Coast offense takes time to learn. This isn't this isn't something like you can just come in and learn in year one, because there's so many different variables that, that go into learning the West Coast offense. How you break your route off, how things happen, it, and a lot of stuff happens on the fly. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to mentally process that and be able to have the ability to go out there and, and 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 move quickly, then you mess it up. So I'm a fan of it. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of anything that's going to yield points. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Jesse, right quick. We've been talking about offenses a lot, and that's cool. And I, we love all that. 
But I just want to get, because we had uh, Jeff Kavanaugh on the show, and we've asked a few other people as well about the situation on the defensive side. And I had some people been asking me about the Jordan Lewis situation. Mm. Um, because with the influx, and you know how you've been talking about the Mike McCarthy, the influence of how he's already been the influence on the team. We've seen a lot of the cornerbacks come in uh, via free agency, and they all have the 6'1", 200-pound type. Um, does Jay Lou and we, we're, we're, you know, I love Jay Lou. We all love Jay Lou, but is the writing on the wall for him as well? Is this, if you mess up any little bit in camp or anything, we already got our guys. <laughs> yes and no. Um, the thing that Jay Lou does well, and you'll see a lot of this with Mike Nolan and um, guys like, uh, um, um, I'm going to blank now, of the, of the deepest, defensive back coach, Al Harris. Al Harris. Al Harris yeah, and uh, George Edwards, he, he's going to have some influences. In well, they're going to have yeah. Linquist back there, too. Yeah. They're press people. They want to yeah. get in your face and press. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to see if you have the athletic ability to get up in someone's face and press mm -hmm. and then turn and run with them. Those are the strength that Jordan Lewis has. And he'll have the opportunity with this coaching staff to compete. That's the thing with them. They're going to allow everyone to go out there and compete because there are jobs to go and get. And if you go out there and compete, then you can have one of those jobs. And I like Jordan Lewis because he is a dog. Like he, no. everybody keeps coming through saying that Arr. he's a dog. We all know he's a dog. Yeah. He just wants to compete. So the greatest thing that happened to Jordan Lewis is that the old regime is gone. True. They placed a, a thought process of what Jordan Lewis was and what he could do, and if they didn't like it like that, then it wasn't it, it, it wasn't a go. I think this this coaching staff comes in, especially with them not having training camp or, or OTA and stuff like that. They're going to want guys to go out there and compete for a spot. And I think when it comes to just straight out competition, Jordan Lewis is going to show he, the cream will rise to the top. So right. yeah, he he he, he, he got to rise up real quick because they put right. money in the pockets of Anthony Brown. So right. he's going to have to rise. That's crazy, but, huh? But there's but there's no there's no uh, attachment with Mike McCarthy, right. Mike Nolan, mm -hmm. and those other guys. Uh, okay. So those guys are coming in and saying, listen, and, and 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 you have this, when you're a new coach, you have this ability in like year one or year two where you can go and say, yeah, I know you paid him a little bit of money last year, mm -hmm. but he us. And Jerry and Steven will go for it because they're saying, all right, well, put him out there. If you think that he's better, then put him out there and he better produce. Mm -hmm. he better, now, he better produce. Yes. Because if not, they put the guy out there we paying money to. But when you're year one and year two of kind of a, a, a new start, ownership usually sometimes gives you that leeway of saying, yeah, this guy wasn't the guy that we picked. I like mm -hmm. this other guy a lot more, and he fits better to what we are doing, and I want to go with him. And usually ownership goes, okay, let's 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 see how this works out. I know that we gave Anthony Brown a couple, you know, a couple pennies, a couple change. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying that this guy is going to be better for what we do and it yields success, mm. I don't see a problem. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier about it's going to be competition, open competition on this roster. And we all believe that it's something is it's something feels funny about, you know, the three-year extension with AB, bringing in all mm -hmm. those 6-1 cornerbacks. But at the end of the day, we also all agree they got to go out there and prove it. It, it doesn't really matter with the, with the, with the 6-1 and 3 mil. If, if yep, Jay Lou is better, he's better. You can't have enough corners in this league. This is a passing league. More teams are going to be in three wide receiver sets, four wide receiver sets, 
So it's almost the adage of it's better to have and not need than need and not have. Right? I like, it. I like that saying. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> good corners aren't just, it's like good offensive linemen and good corners. They ain't just sitting out there on the street. People hoard them. People are saying, listen, I, I want all the good offensive linemen that can play. They may not start. They may not even dress out some weeks. But what I don't want to do is lose my right tackle, lose my left tackle, my guard, my center, and all of a sudden I'm trying to, I'm at, I'm at Walmart trying to find a, an offensive lineman. Oh, we've been down that road. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Green. It's the same thing defensive back. I'm okay with having, if I, if I got five, six good corners, mm-hmm. great. Because at some point in time in the season, something might hurt, something might happen, somebody might run into, you know, whatever it may be. It's, 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 the, it's the adage of, I want to have as many of these because you're going to be in games. Look at the schedule. When you got to go and play Cleveland and they got three, four receivers that got to go out there and they got tight end. You know, you, you're going to have some situation where you're going to have to have dying personnel. Mm-hmm. When you go and play Atlanta, when you go and play the Niners, right? You're trying to guard Debo and you're trying to guard George Kittle and all that. You're going to need some, you're going to need some guys out there. You're going to need that rotation that's another thing. If I got guys I can put in that rotation, right? That's fresher. I keep guys. We don't. We don't have a bona fide number one. We don't have a bona fide shutdown corner. Nope. So guys being in rotation and guys being able to play multiple positions inside, outside, maybe even moving back to somebody, you know, whatever that is. Because at some, it's a long season. It's yeah. sixteen. It's seventeen weeks. Sixteen games. It's a long, long season, and you don't have the proper training happening right now. Guys are gonna get hurt. I don't want to be trying to have, you know, pull some old rusty dude off the couch or <laughs> some guy we ain't never heard that we're going to give number 37 to to put him out there, on, you know, on the field. No, no Carol. Look, Jordan Lewis, let's go. Oh, Anthony Brown, let's go. We got, we got, we got good quality corners on our team. You can't have enough corners. You can't have enough offensive line. I would, I would argue, we talked about this law uh, last, uh, the other day, or a couple weeks ago, actually. So he, I'm going to ask you this question. Would you rather have, this secondary or the secondary last year where you had Byron, which is the all pro, but did you really have a ton of depth? I think there's a lot of depth here, but it's unproven. Give me this one. Yeah, that's what Law yeah, said. Law yeah, said, yeah, give, give me this one. Law said, give me this one. I got to see it first. They are more adept or more susceptible to create turnover. This this bus that we have here now, mm-hmm. they can find a football. Oh, they're gonna turn around. Oh yeah, <laughs> digs digs himself. He's gonna look for that football. <laughs> yeah. And I think now that these guys will be unleashed, and again, they're not playing to a scheme; they're playing to a strength. Mm. That's eleven. Yeah. How do you like the ha ha signing? Safe. It's safe. Mm. It's safe. It's okay. I like the, it. The biggest thing. And, and, and maybe this is just a cowboy thing, but we want, we want all, for some reason, we want all pros. We, every, yes. <laughs> every position. Every, every position. Every position. Right, right. It, it, it's at every position. Let's go get Earl. I heard people say, let's go get Earl Thomas. Hey, let's no, go get Earl no, Thomas. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait Dude, a minute. We have two top safeties. Jamal Adams and Earl Thomas at safety. We want, we want, we, we want, uh, we want Byron Jones and we want, uh, uh, Stefan Gilmore. <laughs> Then, then linebacker, we want Brian Erlacher and late Ray Lewis. And then we want <laughs> defensive end, we want Demarcus Lawrence on one end, Demarcus Ware on the other end. We want Halote Nada in his prime in the middle. Like, we, just, we want all pros at every position. 
not feasible. That's not real life. Many teams, many teams in this league win a lot of games with not having all pros at every single position. Mm -hmm. so to me, again, the the ha-ha Clinton Dix thing is it's it's safe. Right. It's a guy who who's who can play. It's an upgrade from Jeff Heath. Even though Haha -Ha gambles at times, it's an upgrade from Jeff Heath. I agree. It it's an upgrade from Jeff Heath. <laughs> Especially from a coverage standpoint. From a coverage standpoint. I mean, it was not even that. He was from a tackling as far as the bad yeah. angles. He was bad angles, yeah. yeah. So we can't have we we can't have pro bowlers at every single level. No. I think it's a safe pick. I think it's 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 a, it's a it's one that's a, almost a stopgap, something between now and what the future will hold. Um, and again, if 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 you're doing what you're supposed to be doing up front, we won't we shouldn't hear how this thing. Oh, I love the front. Oh yeah. So so I, so, I, I so talk to about talk to us about that up front, I love man. Because uh, we've been having issues. We've been like you were talking about going to Walmart and getting people. Boy, I think we've been going to Payless and Dollar General to get these front fours, but now we finally invested oh, in no, that spot. Now they don't want to the penitentiary to get this one here, all dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well that that's side of it, you know, yeah, that's yeah, up to Roger. They went to the longest yard, <laughs> the longest yard, you know. But talk to me about that front four from your, your, your from your point of view. Yes, you have rotation. You have guys playing in their proper spots. And the biggest thing for the Cowboys, mm -hmm. you you got now is Nate. Like I said, you got the big greasies in the middle. Yeah. Right? Like mm -hmm. I, I don't even see. This is my personal opinion, and I could be wrong, but I don't even see Poe and McCoy playing a lot together. Yeah, Poe uh, played less than forty percent of the snaps last year, so you won't see him on I the field see, a ton. I see them playing. Okay. One behind the other, keeping each other fresh. Mm-hmm. And just being able to make that center guard combination have to double team. Because now, if I get, and and I, I love, I love the kid out of Utah, uh, Bradley and I. Oh, man. Oh, that's, yes, that's, that's, that's the guy. That's the guy. Big AJ, tell him, tell him his new name. The Annihilator. I like him. <laughs> you know, somebody gives you, oh, that's my cousin. I ask my cousin. I call him my cousin. <laughs> you know, so I'm putting my name on him already. That's my cousin. So cousin. Guys, tank is going to be Tank, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be good. And now you add a nine, you move Trevor Crawford back outside. Alden Smith will be out there. Uh, and, and, and now you have a rotation of guys. That's all you want. I want to be able, when I go into the fourth quarter, mm. that when I head into the fourth quarter, I don't got guys sucking gas. Mm. I got mm. guys fresh because it's going to come down to a play or two. And if this offense is doing what it's supposed to be doing, it's going to make this defensive front so much easier to so much easier to work because now teams going to be one dimensional. They're going to be down 14 points. Got to pass mm. the ball now. Now I can go. Now I can get after it. Before we always played things so close to the vest, and it was always down a one-two possession mm -hmm. game, where if if you didn't hit that thing the perfect way, it was over. But these guys will have a rotation. You'll see guys being able to come in and be fresh. I don't have to have a guy who's under who's undersized playing 65 snaps a game. If a guy's uh, Tyrone Crawford and other guys like that who were undersized trying to play inside, man, you lean on that 300-pound dude leaning on you for 60 snaps. You're no mm -hmm. good to me in the fourth quarter. And we saw it time and time and time again. And part of that, you know, when you look at the linebackers, why they couldn't tackle, why they was getting driven off the ball, 
Because mm. they couldn't get more blocks. Why? Yeah, they don't like they being in that trash. Right. They was able to get caught up in that. Tra- don't line up into that second level. Jalen can't run and, and, and run and tackle. Sean Lee can't run and tackle. Lake Bennett can't run and tackle. So I think this now gives us the opportunity for those guys in the back end, in the, in the middle, to go and just run. Be free. Free. I want to be, be free. free. It's interesting, free, though. Free at last. When you bring free up um, them kind of stacking each other, McCoy and Poe. Because to yeah. me, if that's the, if if that's the case, say that is that's what happens. That means Neville Gallimore is going to be playing. So Hell get ready. yeah, he playing. He's going to be playing mm-hmm. a lot. So get ready. So he's so, chopping at so the bit. Twenty five to thirty snaps for those guys. Possibly. That's not bad. Possible. Yeah, not bad. Now, now let's attack what the nation is so divided on. We touched a little bit on it earlier in Dak Prescott, but I want to hear from the voice of reason. This whole situation. And I know it can be it could be ad nauseum right now with this whole Dak thing, but hey man, I love to hear everybody's different opinion on it. Um, because definitely yours, because there was a point, like I said, you, you call it straight yeah. down the middle with Dak. Okay. And we know a couple years ago the struggles Ooh. and we know how you felt about him. But um he's now going into his fifth year. We understand the 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 um the contract situation, but I don't think I've really heard yours yet. I know you've been on the shows and what have you, but we got you here. Now, I want to hear how you feel about this whole situation from the front office standpoint and from Dak's standpoint. Before you go, Jesse, let me just inform everybody right quick. Jesse, for 2016 to 17, he gave my brother from another mother, no other, don't look like Danny Glover, Dak Prescott, <laughs> hell. He gave him some hell. Yeah, so and he called it straight down the middle. I love it. So, Jesse, the floor is yours. Yeah, like you said, early on in Dak's career, I, I didn't believe. I didn't believe in what he was. I understand when a guy comes into the league and no one has any film on him, knows who he is, that lends for you to have some success. And then he began, you know, to play more and more. And the thing that that really sold me on him was when John Kittner came to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I know the kind of man that John Kittner is. That, that's, my, that's my brother. Like John Kittner, he and I, we speak every single day. And when I got a chance to talk to him, and I knew the work that he was going to put in with him. And we've heard John Kittner say this before, that John Kittner, he's like, I'm not, I, I don't teach caution. Mm. I, I'm going to let this thing rip. And I'm, I'm going to show him how to let this thing rip. I'm going to teach him the game fundamentally, but I'm also going to help him grow uh, into something spectacular. And then when I begin to see those things, those traits, I, I look at, you know, he had that bounce in his step and he felt yeah. he was confident. He, he, he commanded the huddle, and he was able to go out there and make plays on the field that I said, okay, that's a guy that I can believe in now. The other stuff was a guy just was, was out there and with the wealth of talent, and it was just, you know, no one really knew him. But when you were able to face that team that you've seen two or three years in a row and have success and watch your game elevate, that's the thing about a quarterback. Is your game elevating? Are you getting better with every year of experience? And I thought, I said, okay, this kid has something. And then I begin to say, oh, no, let, let me get on this Dak Prescott train. This this kid, this kid has something. As long as you continue to put the right coaching around him that doesn't stifle him and shackle him, mm. but releases him and grows him and matures him. And, and, and they have that now. And going forward, I'm always going to be for the player. I'm always going to be for the player. I want that deserves you. You have four years of a discount. He Boy, deserves pennies. to get paid. But I'm also the realist, and I'm also the voice of reason. And I understand <laughs> business. I understand. Like, I said it like this. 
I want Dak to get every red cent he deserves. I want him to get a four-year deal. I want him to get the most guaranteed money in the NFL history. I want him to get that. I also want the Cowboys to get their five-year deal because I, I understand business. But I'm always going to be for the player because Jerry, Steven, Will, Mike, none of them guys taking a snap. And those billionaire guys have more than enough money and you only get to play this game for a finite of time. You have to be able to maximize that. And he has maximized his opportunity. He, he, you, you paid him pennies on the dollar for four years. So I, I hope that he holds out. I hope that he gets every red cent that he wants. He deserves it. He's earned it. Because at the end of the day, when we don't, when Dak Prescott is an afterthought, the Jones family will still be billionaires. The Cowboys will still be the number one franchise in all of sports. They'll still be, they'll, they'll be worth 5.10 and 7.8. Their, their billions and millions will continue to grow because that's the brand that they have. So I, I never feel bad when a team has to pay money. You got, you got more than enough money and your skill set never fails. It, it, it will continue to, you know, follow, there's no father time on owning the Cowboys. You'll continue to make money as long as they're around. That can't play forever. So get every red dime that you that you want okay. and that you deserve. I, I want him to get paid, and I and I hope that he stands pat and he stands firm on, on what he believes. What do you think about this, Stephen Jones? You know, Stephen Jones trying to sound fake woke with the analytics stuff, right? It's not analytics; it's simple math. When he says, "Oh, you know, there's a certain amount of cap that goes to a quarterback." You know, they don't win Super Bowls. It ain't that they don't win Super Bowls. It just it hasn't happened yet, man. And we're talking about from, what, 2012, I think it was, to now. Mm -hmm. are, are we really counting? I love what Mina said. Mina, uh, I think it's Con – I can't remember her last name, but she's on NFL Network. She says, are we really blaming the cap percentage on Mike McCarthy's team not recovering the onside kick? When Aaron Rodgers was a top-paid quarterback, are we really blaming an all, uh, a pass interference when Drew Brees was a top-paid quarterback and he didn't get a chance to go to the Super Bowl, or when Matt Ryan had a twenty-five to three lead in the Super Bowl and he had X amount percentage of the cap? Like, I think mm -hmm. it's crazy that everyone wants to throw out this this percentage as if that's the only reason why these teams aren't winning the Super Bowl. I know you've seen it, but what are your thoughts on the the percentage thing and, and not winning the Super Bowl with it? Yeah, that that's. And, and no, 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 no family organization is better at media, <laughs> using the media Propaganda. employees. Yeah. Because that now we're talking about it and there's going to be a percentage of the fans that say, see, right? Yeah. Don't eat up all the cat, Dak, because da, 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 da. They, no one does it better than them. They know how to say the certain things are going to get you to kind of leave. That's that's all media negotiations. I'm going to say certain things that I don't even believe in or I don't even know what I'm talking about. But because it sounds right, right. it makes us look good. And it makes you sound like, well, you know, giving them a fair deal. I mean, there's only a certain percentage that we're allowed to go to the quarterback. No, no, it ain't. No, it right. ain't. Y'all, the Joneses has made, they've made money dance. They've made money do, do gymnastics for years and years and years and years there are a ton of players on this team who have these different uh, uh switches that you can click to, to to free up money to move money they they are one of the best at learning and knowing how to move money from contract to contract to player to player to get what they want when they want to do it they'll do it so when i hear stuff like that i i know that's that's a media ploy of saying let us put our number out there in the, in the universe again so that we can, so fans can't look at us if he holds out and go, 
See, Cowboys, you guys are being stingy. You guys are being selfish. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, because you're going to. It's calculated, too. Yeah, it's, it's calculated. calculated too. Yeah. They, they just, they wait and do it. Yeah, you're going to have people on the one side of saying, you don't give Dak nothing. You know how those people have, you don't give Dak everything. And they just have to play to the side that works for them. It's like politics. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to play to the side that I know I'm going to get the most votes from. It's the same thing in here. At the end of the day, we're going to get a deal done. Right. We're going to get a deal done. I agree. A deal yeah. is coming. There's no, there is far too much at stake <laughs> to not go into this season fully loaded. Yeah, they silly. A deal thing. will get done. A no. deal, you can mark my word by July 15th, a deal will get done. What What would you say to the people that's always in my <clears> inbox <throat> and is heavily, is heavily loaded with, hey, Andy Dalton no. is better than Dak Prescott. What do you say to those fans for the Dallas Cowboys? Why, why do you listen to Walk that? them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why, do we even, why do you even listen Clint to that? <laughs> blocker, blocker. <laughs> Walk you blocker. Block blocker. Blocker, blocker. <laughs> Hey Jesse, I was—I don't know if you saw on Twitter, bro. I got into a crazy—I had to block. I don't ever block anybody on Twitter, man. But this guy was seriously trying to tell me Andy Dalton carried the the Bengals. He said Andy Dalton carried the Bengals. I had to block him because he was trying to really go hard about how Andy Dalton carried the Bengals and how he can do better than Dak on the. I'm like, God, uh, this is crazy. I'm Where sorry, sir. coming from, though? Right. Is the best I can get to you, block. Yeah. There's hey, Jesse, let me ask you. You shouldn't even argue or fuss about with people. Just block them. You say, you know what? This My life on these negativity. And <laughs> <blocking people. laughs> I swear, I promise you, you'll be so much better in life. Period, man. Period. Hey, let me ask you this, Jesse. Block them. <clears throat> We're talking about this offensive line. I got one of my guys, Ryan Humphrey, who uh, he, he does post on my page. And a lot of people be asking about this offensive line. They just got the – Tyler Biadish, I believe it is, or we call him Badass. I mean, that's kind of the name that's been rolled with him. So they drafted this uh, center from Wisconsin. You, obviously, you see Travis Refred, uh, retired. You got Connor McGovern coming back. You got Connor Williams, Tyron Smith getting a little bit older. What do you think about this offensive line? Because it is very important to the whole scheme of things, what we're trying to do, what the Cowboys are trying to do. How do you think that kind of plays out? Does Looney take over the center spot? Do you think Connor goes there? What do you think those – those positions are kind of kind of morph into by the season starts. Competition. Mm. I think I think Looney gets the the, the the start. I think he gets the first crack at it. But again, you I said this earlier about the DBs. You can never have too many good offensive linemen. You can never have too many good offensive linemen. And 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 I know that we're losing something with, with losing uh Travis. Um mm-hmm. but uh there's going to be competition across the board. And as long as you have that, this team will be okay. Again, we, we've been so spoiled with having five, four or five pro across yeah. the offensive line. We, we, yeah. we, we have, don't need it. We You don't need it to be successful. You, mm-hmm. it, it's a, we, what we had was a luxury. It was an anomaly. It, it, it right. Really, like, like, like you had something that no other team has. And you can function with having a guy who's not a Pro Bowl. There are tons of guys across this league who have offensive linemen who have no Pro Bowlers or one Pro Bowler and are successful. So I think when you bring these guys, I, I like Joe Looney. I think Joe Looney was more than serviceable when he got the when he got the uh, uh, the start. And it was 2018. Um, 
and, and you give him a nod, but they brought in enough guys to work out a bunch of people in a bunch of different positions. So in the event that something goes down, who they really should be looking at. This is just, and I've been saying this for a couple years. Okay. You want to start finding your new left tackle. Uh, oh, you, you don't go there. I'm gonna let y'all. Let, yes. let me go ahead and rock that one, Jess. I'm gonna... your new... What's today's date? What's today's date? April third, May third, I'm telling you, you better start finding your new. Been saying it. I've been saying it for about two years. Facts so don't get better, fellas. There's not one. There's not one person that you can find on the face of this earth who've had back problems and had back surgery and their back got better. Yeah. Especially yeah, the guy who is in that bent over leaning position <laughs> and taking on the brunt of another right. 85 pound man down after down after down again. Knee problems, elbow problems, yeah. back problems. Mm. So what if you better I- better start looking for your new left tackle because the one, and, and Tyron's, Tyron's don't, don't get me wrong. Tyron, love Tyron. He'll probably have a gold jacket one day, but the body's breaking down and the back, it's like the neck from Nathan Vanderesh. You start looking for another linebacker. Oh, but just, next linebackers yeah. don't go hand in hand. Backs and tackles don't go hand in hand. It's oil <laughs> and water. You better start looking for your left what tackle. I, what if I told you he's there? ESPN 30 for 30. What if, what if I, told I told you he was there? Your, your, your future left tackle, if you're afraid of injury, is already on the team. and His name is Connor Williams. Williams, what do you what would you feel with that? How would you feel about that? Moving him back back to tackle. He played tackle his whole career at Texas. Yeah, yeah he was small. Though. He is. He's, yeah, he's slight. But he's quick. Yeah, he's quick with it. He's small. Though. So you want to go get? You want to go? Nah, I won't. You, you don't. Play around. You don't like you Brandon go, Knight. Uh, no, no, I don't play around Brandon Knight. Hey. I'm saying. I'm saying he like, was. Uh, I'm saying. I'm saying he's a guy that he came in that game and he played. He was serviceable. I'm just saying you definitely want to get a left tackle, but he was definitely serviceable when he came in. They had high hopes. I almost blocked you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Listen. Oh man, dude, you've been talking about Tyron uh Tyron Smith not going away from the team. I don't I don't th- I don't want Tyron to be traded. Y'all want to trade Tyron for Jamal because it's back. I'm cool keeping Tyron. I don't okay. I think Tyron's fine, but I agree you do need to have a serv- serviceable left tackle. Is right. that serviceable left tackle behind Tyron uh Connor Williams? Or, I mean, who is it right now? Brandon Knight? I mean, who who's the swing tackle? Oh, they signed Cam Irving. They said camera. Yeah. Okay, I forgot they just signed him. I yeah. that's, that's, he has some positions. There it is. That's, yeah. A little shaky yeah. on that one. The, the mm. offensive line will be fine. Again, I, I, I'm not jinxing him. Tyron Smith will probably miss time this year again. He probably will. Mm. The, the, the back just isn't it just isn't one of the things that it doesn't get for better in time. Three games a year he's going to miss, Jesse. It's it just it, right. And you can't have that in your left tackle. Yeah. You can't yeah. have that in your left tackle. But, um, the offensive line will be fine, man. You, again, you don't need Pro Bowls across the board. I, I just need the guy just to hold up so I can get the ball out. It's coming out quick this year, fellas. Uh, trust Ooh, me. You hear that? That thing's coming out quick. It's mm. coming out quick, man. It's going to you going it's true, 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 true. It's going to be coming out quick. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here, here's the thing, though. Uh, I think that we've been conditioned to think of this team of the old big game james always tell me hey law that was last year that was last year oh that was five years ago law this is a new team this is a new era so i think that this particular coaching staff will figure out a way to make those adjustments because we won't see the chaz green uh, of the worlds of what he couldn't 
a folding chair in Natchez, Mississippi could have blocked better yeah, than him. I kept think, rolling you know? him out there. Rolling them out, but they kept him out there, you know. And that guy, I think he got a contract after he didn't sack Dak Prescott that game against Atlanta that, that year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Law, do you want to get to your member questions? Yeah, yeah. We got some members uh, that, that hit me up and they want to ask you a few questions there, uh, Jesse. Yes, a couple couple different questions for some of uh, Law Nation's uh, members on the channel. So the first one comes from Vaughn from Shreveport. Now, this, this is about that's your cousin. That's your man, Law. That's your cousin from Shreveport. <laughs> cousin, your cousin, there, man. <laughs> yeah, he he got a couple of these things up here. Uh, Vaughn, Vaughn, you can't be right. writing books, but I'm gonna ask him some of them. He says, "What will the identity of this team uh, be?" I'll start right there with that one. What will be the identity of this team? This would be a this would be a pass first offense. But that's what he asked second. This would be a pass first offense. Okay. This this that's the history of Mike McCarthy. This will be a pass first offense, and then Zeke will still do what Zeke does. But this this thing will be you you you're going to see more Dak Prescott passing thirty five attempts a game than you've ever seen in Shout a out career. To yeah. Yeah, and he basically says, they said, will this be a passing team because of our new weapons and new West Coast offense or running team? So you believe it'll be a passing team. Okay. Passing league. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I think it'll be more passing. I agree with you, but I don't think he's going to forget about Zeke because when he had Eddie Lacy, what did James Jones say? He ran the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Zeke's still going to eat. Zeke's still going to eat, but, but, but you're going to have so many more possessions. That's going to be the thing. So mm. it's, it's no one's going to be no one's going to be lacking uh, attention. Mm-hmm. You're going to have more possessions, and when you have more possessions, you're able to do different things. And so, dip, put more possessions mean I can get Zeke more opportunities. I can get you know, and 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 once you get into the fourth quarter and you up 14, 15 points, you feed Zeke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's probably what happens. Sounds like a good point. All right, the second question is from Akeem. I cannot believe. Akeem, I cannot believe. <laughs> Akeem Smith. It is you. He says, "Law, ask Jesse if Mike McCarthy thinks if there will be a football season this year due to the COVID nineteen. I don't know if he talked about that yesterday. Uh, the way he's preparing, he's ready to go. Like he thinks it's going to be a season, and I, I, I believe that it's going to be a season. Um, I think we're still far enough from the football season. Yeah." With all these other sports in front of us, soccer, baseball, basketball, um, and things like that, I think there's enough. And unless we have some astronomical spike across the board and, mm-hmm. and like all across America, I think now if you would ask whether there are going to be fans or not, that, is, that I do not know. Mm-hmm. There will be football here. We have enough time to let all these other things work out and these other um, uh, um, um, leagues kind of – Set the blueprint the of what pig. Yeah, yeah, let them be the guinea pigs. If fans are going to be there, I don't know. But football will be played. Okay. Okay. Yeah, those are those so those were uh Law's questions. I don't know if you had any uh James on, on your end from your members or not. Uh, mm-hmm. I was looking up. Yeah, I know I know they were only... it was a lot of just I mean, Jesse pretty much you pretty much covered damn everything, man. I'm, I'm trying right. to go through. I'm like, okay, what didn't he get? I mean, he hit yeah. damn every subject. That's what this is what we had been waiting for. Absolutely, yeah. man. Hey, Jesse, I know you have your um your charity fund, though, that you, you often talk about on Twitter and definitely want to uh, talk about that because we have some very generous 
members and fans on this mm-hmm. on this show and viewers who will definitely want to help out with that and, and look into that. So you want to explain a little bit about your charity fund? Yeah, so uh, my charity is called Holly's Helping Hands, and it, it really formulated, man, almost like oh, 10 years or so ago. Wow. I was, fly- I was flying home. We were playing Miami in a preseason game in Miami, and we were flying home, and I'm just sitting on a plane, and I started looking at myself, like literally from head to toe. I was like, man, these sneakers I have on is $250. These jeans mm. I have on is $200. This shirt I have on is $200. And I'm like, what have I done for other people? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sitting around here with all this stuff on. Not that I don't deserve it, whatever. Right. You know, I, I worked hard enough for it, but I was like, this is stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is, this is stuff. And I wasn't raised to, to, to covet stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I haven't done nothing for my community. I haven't done for other, for other people. And it, it just kind of hit me hard. And so initially I just came back and I just started doing Every week during the season, no, what I first started doing was for every pair of sneakers that I bought, the price of those sneakers, I would have to give that that same amount of money to something else. Mm-hmm. And then I started saying to myself, well, I'm just giving it away to different other people's charities. Let me start, start my, own. my own. And mm-hmm. so I started my own. And then we started off when we were feeding uh, every week during the season, we would take somebody to the grocery store and do $200 worth of groceries every week and then it morphed into thanksgiving and then it really the big thing it culminated with christmas and mm. that's my big thing man I, I i come from a very poor background born in roselle new jersey i'm the middle of three boys um mm-hmm. my grandmother raised us and she made less than forty thousand dollars a year mm. and so there were times when we didn't have christmas we had more uh month than money and more bills than bucks and I always would say to myself, and I really wish somebody would just come and help us out. You see this stuff on TV, like, oh, this kid got blessed with this or that. Those kids got blessed with that. And we always like, nobody think about us, man. Mm-hmm. So when I got in that position, I said, you know, I can't help every kid, but I can help some kids. And so for the last, man, about 10 years, we do Holly Helping Hands Christmas event. And I, I find kids in the DFW area. And um, I get two lists. I get a, once, a list of once. And a list of needs. And I get everything on that list that they need, whether it's sneakers, jackets, clothes, underwear, stuff like that, school mm-hmm. supplies. Uh, and then I try to get things that they want on their Christmas list. Because we live in a day and time where, you know, if you came back to school when I was coming up, you might have got joked on. But they go real hard now. Like, they go mm-hmm. super hard They put now. you yeah, on social media, fam. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the bad part. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, man, I, I would hate for kids to come back with nothing for Christmas. And so we've been doing that. And then, you know, that's the big thing that we do. And then like now, when when there's money left over, like quietly, I've been doing things where if people have a need right now where, you know, they're they're hungry and they can't eat. Um, I, I've been having people reach out to me and if they have a Walmart in their area, I'll go online and do a list. I'll do a, a grocery list at Walmart, pay for it, and I just go pick it up, you know. And so it's just all about finding ways to give back to people, man. And mm-hmm. I, I've been put in a very, very uh, blessed position where I, I remember were times where I, I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from. I, I haven't been that way in a very long time. And I know that there's still people who are out there who don't know. And I, I, I just have a, a love for children and I have a love for, for people in need. And I want to help them as best I possibly can because I know I can't help everybody. I know I can't. But legacy is formed by helping one person one person person who helps another person who helps another person like people are being helped today who don't know who Holly is 
That's my grandmother. That's the one who showed me how to give. Mm. But her mm-hmm. legacy still lives Indeed. on that every time a kid or a family goes, man, thank you so much, Jesse Holly. And I'm like, it, it, y- y'all, y'all, I'm just here. Mm. This happened because my grandmother who did this 30 years ago and mm. showed me the way 30 years ago, you're being blessed because of it today. And that's mm. legacy. And somebody, and I hope that one day, 20 years from now, someone says, I'm going to bless a family this Christmas because Jesse Holly blessed me 20 Christmases ago. That family will never know who Jesse Holly is, but they'll be blessed because of the legacy that I left in that other family. And that's just, that's just how I, you know, I, I want to be. And so uh, whether it's five, 10, 15, $20, listen, I can find something to help people out with any amount of money that people give me. That's heavy. Lord. That's, that's heavy. That's, Shout out to Grandmama Holly. Yes. Man, shout, shout out to the whole fam. Yeah. whole fam. I dropped your Twitter link in the uh, description box yeah, there so people can. I put the can... helping hands in there too. The help, yeah. Help, yeah. Holly helping hands. Put yes. it in there again so I can re, uh, re, re uh, clip it again. I put it, it's, it's in my feed, but I'll put it in the main one. Okay. Hey, cool. Jesse, I wanted to ask you one question uh, right quick. My One of my members hit me and said, Boy, you better ask that question. I just found this. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, chin chit me right quick, so I definitely apologize about that one. Uh, uh, my guy Dan Lee uh, asked about what what team uh, in the division really do you think won the draft, and what team are you excited to see um, Dallas play this year? In our division, outside of us. There it is. You know, I said nothing else on that. <laughs> He's saying in that division, if you think the Cowboys won it, then there it is. If you think who will be second then? I think I think the Cowboys had. If not, they definitely had the best draft in the division. They had one of the best drafts in the league. Right. At whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll briefly just go through the division. Washington will be better, fellas. I know. Good. I'm not saying that they're going to be world beaters. But they'll be they're better going than to be, two and they're 14. They're going to be better than what they were. Yeah. Okay? They, 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 that won't be a cake. Well, Ron Rivera will have those guys, especially defensively. Front. They're <laughs> going to be ready it goes back to i think i think law you asked a question earlier about the defensive backs mm-hmm. look what philly just did you better have some dogs that can run because they went and got nothing but speed mm, yeah. vertical speed and if you can't cover vertical speed you will have a long day they they got they got rager and they got deshaun uh jackson and, Hightower. and hot yeah. they you gonna have to run and then they're gonna have urch eating you up in the middle, you bet to be able to run and cover. They better be, they better be able to catch, too. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think these guys will be able to catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. man say Nelson Aguilar and all that. Yeah, like, right. No, better than those guys. But um, the, the Cowboys definitely, and the team that I'm looking forward to, man. Um, I want to see Baltimore for me, outside the division. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that Baltimore yeah. game. Mm. It's between it's between Baltimore and the Niners. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like back. I think that's two two. Games, on the, that's back to yeah. back. They're, they're close. They're close. They're close. Okay. That's way in the tail end. And, yeah. and that's and that's the end of the season, isn't it? Yeah, the identity I, I, should be already established. I don't I was know hoping. if I want to see Baltimore as a whole as much as I want to see Lamar Jackson. Right, kind of, right, uh, right. <laughs> I think it's more I want to see Lamar Jackson, but I, I do want to see because I do think that if the Cowboys are going to be contenders in the playoffs you got to beat teams like the 49ers to see to, you know, to get to the to the playoffs i mean to get to the super bowl so i want to see how they match up against that defensive front uh and and that team 
they're gonna they're, they're they're a really good team, but but for me, it's it's, it's Lamar Jackson seeing Lamar Jackson uh, mm-hmm. against us and uh, the Niners. No and one last one. I apologize. I'm done. I'm apologizing. I'm sorry, but uh, we kicking the, it, man. Uh, the lunatic asked me. That's one of my guys. The lunatic asked me. He says, "Which assistant coach are you most excited to see? Are you? Ex- yeah, that's a good one. The assistant. Yeah. You got you got Tom Sula. You got Tom Linquist. You got Al Harris. Besides besides McCarthy, who is the other guy that got you excited on the staff? The assistant coach. I don't know if I have an answer for this. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't think about this one. He he he. Luna, you got me. Lunatic, you got me on this one. Coach Bones, I'm gonna answer for him. Coach Bones, because our special yeah. team last year was on the bottom end. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we was on the bottom end last year. So yeah, hopefully, man. Question. You know what? Get, get, let me. I don't know. I don't know. That's the people, I don't have nothing tweet, to tweet me, uh, tweet me the answer one day. To say, hey, <laughs> hey, Jay, I got you. I remember now. I there remember. you go. Send it to the lunatic. Send it I to remember. the lunatic. I'm going to really dig at this. It's going to be like, I got it. I was in the shower and it came to me. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't know if you've been, if you study any of these undrafted free agents, but one of my guys here, Dell Shap. He wanted to know about uh, your thoughts on Rondell Carter. I think he's a defensive end out of um, JMU, James, James Ma- Madison. Yep, James Madison. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you studied the undrafted. It's a lot of. You guys had Jeff Kavanaugh last. Yeah, week. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he talked about him. I don't even know why. I was sh- hey, Shop, I love you. But but we Jeff talked about him yesterday. Playboy, that's that's who goes yeah, in yeah, on yeah. those. You got you got to hit that rewind on the other yeah, episode. Yeah, go back and watch yesterday's show. I, I know I know my strengths. <laughs> And when you start asking me about now, like me. now once we get to the season, then we can talk about season. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Then I, I know I, like Jeff finds all the guys under the rock. Like, I'm the guy like I, when I see what is the finished product, then I start digging into those guys in the finished product. So. Hey, kept, kept hey, it being. I'm hey. saying, wait, when we were doing wait, the draft wait, wait, show, yeah, and they would and, and they pick a player, <laughs> and, and I didn't know who it was. Reggie Robinson picked in the fourth round, one twenty three. Take it away, Law Nation, because I Take definitely didn't study that man. <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning in to the Law Nation Film Session. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, but my dog Vach Lombardi, he said he knows everything about Rondell. He's in the uh, chat, so y'all check out Vach Lombardi's film breakdown on Rondell. Uh, uh, Jesse. Jesse, this would be a question right here that that may be kind of edgy a little bit, but they want they want to know your opinion on this. Right, Is Desmond Bryant done? Because you played the game, you played the wide receiver position. Cowboys, are you there with Des? I think. Well, I don't know. Yeah, because wasn't there hurt? Des hurt the ones quad. Were you there with Des? Yeah, yeah. You were yeah. there with Des. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, yeah, because when you had that game, wasn't his quad was hurting? That's why you was playing. Then um, Miles Austin went out that game. Yeah, he lost. He hurt yeah. his quad against the Jets. We lost. We lost on 9-11 again in New York, and he, he had a quad. I'll, I'll say this because I've I've huh. I've known Des for a long time. I like, got you. Okay. Hopes and dreams of Des Bryant playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Let him go. Let them go. Let it go. It's not happening. Not happening. It was never happening. It was never happening. That's what I said. Was I said once Stephen Jones said it's a wrap, it's over. It listen. If they wanted him, they would have kept him. If they wanted him, they would have kept him. And it didn't matter what other coaches might have wanted him going. If Stephen 
and Jerry wanted him, he'd still be a cowboy. When when they released him, Stephen didn't want him. When they released him, mm. that was the, the door closed. And now all the, 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 the all the good talk about it now that kind of gives people hope is just them saying, "Hey, let's we 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 rekindled our relationship. Let's keep it on the let's keep it on the good side of things." It's not that they're saying that they're, they're, they're opening the door for him to come back in. It's just saying we love Des Bryant. He's a part of our family. He's going to be a cowboy for life. But, but ain't playing here no, no more. There's no need to keep kicking his back in. Let's just say, you know, you never know. They they love mm-hmm. that. Jerry Jones loves that. So he probably had to talk with him and say, listen, just don't, we don't have to say negative things about him. Just, you know, keep it cool. Um, I do think that there's a place for him in the national football. I do okay. think that. I do think there's a, the biggest thing for Dez, and I get, I, I kind of get upset. I, I mean, let me say this right. Dez going to be tweeting. We have a sensitive Usa. society, and if things aren't worded right, everyone gets a little bit butthurt. I, got you, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't care because yeah. it's whatever, but let me just word this right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never against a man or any man making a living. Mm-hmm. The thing that I don't like with Dez and how he's approaching some of the stuff that he's doing and who he's working with is you're constantly putting out this film that doesn't consistently look good. And a lot of fans will look at film and just see things that I don't like they, they, you just, some people watch the game for first down and touchdowns. Mm. I watch the game from a different perspective. Mm. Oh, break it down. Mm. So when these, when, when a lot of these videos come out, especially the early ones, they did not look good. And so it wasn't a good look for Des, but it was a good mm. look for the representation that was training Des. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I get the chance to say that I was training this player. It didn't look good. You're right about that. And I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone. Everyone has to make a living. If I was Dez and to match up what he's saying to what he's actually doing, because a lot of what he's saying is, oh, he said I can play the Jason Whitney role. Now, he didn't mean tight end. Tight end. Kick me inside. <laughs> right. He didn't play inside. Right. But everything that you showed me is you running around from the outside. Hmm. Everything that you show me, you run around from the outside. If yeah. I was him, I would say, and if he's listening, Des, I would say this, and I've said this to him. Find tape of Wes Welker, whether it's through coaches' film, practice mm-hmm. film, NFL League Pass, YouTube, whatever. We, we live in a day and time where you can find anything. Yeah, right. And I would watch as much Wes Welker tape as I can possibly watch. And then all of my drills would be to mimic that. Mm. Not to mimic outside routes, because you're saying you want to play the slot. But you're showing me nothing in the slot. You want to be a boundary wide receiver from the You're showing me outside the numbers receiver stuff in all the videos that you post. Where I, I haven't seen the short little burst. I haven't seen the whip routes and I haven't seen the, the quick option. I haven't seen any of those. I haven't seen you working 
on levels over the middle, under the under the mic, over the Sam. I haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen those. So you can't project in your mouth saying, oh, I, you know, I would be great in the slot for a team. And then because right now we're in a, we're in a place where you can't go work out for teams. Mm -hmm. So everything that you're putting out shows outside stuff. And mm -hmm. a lot of the early stuff wasn't good looking outside stuff. It's improved. But if you're trying to sell me something, then your, 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 your mouth and your feet have to, they have to line up. Mm. So what the Cowboys, I think he's, I think that's a done deal. Um, well, they gave 88 to CD lamb and draft <laughs> it 17. Was, yeah. that's that was a wrap. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think, I do think that there's a place for him in the national football league. I do. I do. Wow, great! That was a great wow, take on great, him. I, I have to do day. this here. There was a a, a a huge donation here, um, ninety nine ninety nine by AD, and this is actually AD. for AD. helping him. So Jesse, I think you have nice. your PayPal. On, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's up on my. Uh, it's on, on my the Twitter. Twitter. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that PayPal and I'm gonna move this over there. Um, yeah. he, he has a. This is a very special donation here. He um. He says it's for helping hands. Um, do you mind giving a shout out to two, his two special kids, Emmett and Ellis? He's trying to find a way to get you this video of his newborn celebrating your touchdown back in 2011. Um, he believes mm -hmm. he, tw he, he tweeted you. He's not sure, but he says blessings to the family. Um, Man. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's deep. Right. right. We're saying it. We're he saying it over. If he asked Twitter, um, definitely hit me up on Twitter. I think that's posted at, at Mr. Fourth and Long. Yes. Um, and and uh, if anyone else who doesn't have Twitter or anything like that, if you hit me up on uh, Holly's, H-O-L-L-E-Y-S, Holly's Helping Hands at gmail.com, um, you, you can reach me there. Um, I can get you the link there. So Holly's with an S, H-O-L-L-E-Y-S, Helping, H E L. P I N G hands H A N D S at Gmail. Um, you can hit me up there. Uh, you can send me that video there. I would love to see that. I would love to repost it. I would love I, like I love stuff like that. Like I yeah. love we, we we got some highlights of you now, yeah, right know. now. I'm surprised we ain't got it rolling right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, we we was going so ham, I, I completely forgot about that. But here you go, <laughs> Jesse, Jesse highlights. Tony Romo Jesse. steps back across the middle, number sixteen, first down. But no, you were. Right. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this briefly, right? Because we're, we're gonna we're gonna end pretty soon. We've been we've been. We, yeah, I, I, yeah. Let me say this. Thank you, thank you. Like I said before it was a long time coming, but <laughs> the timing was right. Like yeah. this timing mm -hmm. was right because. Had we done it another time, it might have been five minutes. It might have been ten minutes. Mm, the right. timing was right for this to happen. I truly believe God moves in, in, in the way He. Moves. Yes, He does. Yes. So the timing. I'm all about timing and feeling. This felt right. The timing was right, and that's why we were able to do this thing for damn near two hours. Right. Um, I appreciate you. So, so the Niners, right? <laughs> you talk about how how you know, and I told this story before how bland the Jason Garrett offense was. That's the game. Des Bryant didn't play. Had a quad. Um, Miles Austin, we're, we're in the fourth quarter. I remember Miles comes back to the huddle and he's, he looks at me and he goes, dog, I'm done. I said, hmm? I said, what? He said, I'm done. I said, what do you mean you're done? We got to, we got to win this game. He said, man, of course the Miles hamstrings, right? He goes, my hamstrings yes. are shot. <laughs> I go, what? What are you talking about? Your hamstrings are shot. 
He goes, man, I can't run anymore. I'm like, man, if we don't have you, we don't have Des, man, we don't have a shot. Mm. We end up taking the field goal. He can't run anymore. Mm. Um, and so in my head, flashback to the beginning of the game. All week in practice, I'm starting in 11 personnel, mm-hmm. right? And then minutes before the game, coach comes in there and he changes it. Mm. He says, We're going to go with Dwayne Harris. <laughs> right. The Dreadhead brothers right there. <laughs> the Dreadhead. And believe it or not, I'm so emotional. I start, like, we go off a pregame and I'm crying. I'm so upset. I'm, I'm like, what more do I have to prove I'm like, I know all the positions. I work my tail off. I do what I'm told. I'm like, I'm the model citizen. What more do I have to prove? Mm-hmm. Come back in the locker room and John Kitten comes up to me. I love this. I'm telling y'all, John Kitten is my wow. brother. Wow, so man, it's some good stuff. Yeah. He comes up to me and he goes, what's your deal? Like, like what's up? Like, you ain't, you're not yourself. Like, you're not you. What's up? And I'm like, man, Kit, like, they, 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 they playing me, man. Like, what do I have to do to show these guys that I can, I can go? He said, do you put a uniform on today? I said, yeah. He said, are you playing today? I said, yeah. He said, then you have an opportunity to impact this football game. He says, no matter what, if you're putting on a uniform and you're playing, you have an opportunity to impact this football game. Mm. So as the game is going on, I'm playing no offensive snaps. And Dwayne is playing all of the 11 personnel. And nothing against Dwayne, he's not doing well. In fact, He's doing horrible. Mm. I mean, Coach Garrett is livid. Tony goes out, you know, broken lung, uh, broken ribs, punctured lungs. Finally, in the fourth quarter, Coach Garrett, Dwayne runs the wrong play again, and Coach Garrett is just on fire. Get Dwayne the hell out of there. Get Jesse in there. And I was like, all right, cool. Do it. Now, the two, do it. Now, now, the 77 yard, most people think is the biggest play, but not to me. The biggest plays to me were the first. I had two first, first downs. Two. We I, yeah. they just played here on the. They just played it on the highlights. Yeah, <laughs> one, we threw one that damn near hit the ground, and I had to go and pick it up off the ground. And if we don't if we don't get those third down, we had a punt. Yeah. We don't even have wow. a chance overtime. So my first two catches were were like third, and I, I remember coming back to that. I said, Tony, I said, man, they playing me off. They playing me off and outside. <laughs> He's like, all right, cool. He banged me for the slant. Boom, boom, boom. So then when we get into we get into overtime, they're about to punt. So in my head, I flash back to the conversation I'm having with John Kitten. And I'm like, yo, this is what Kit was talking about. I can go and block this punt and win the game. Wow. So we <laughs> <talk to me. laughs> you know, he's like, now punt safe. We're not even trying to block, we're trying to get it. punt safe. Well, did going. you know? We set up a punt return. So I'm like, cool, fair catch. So we get back in the huddle and I'm standing right next to Tony. Jason Garrett calls 585 Harvest, one of the most basic and vanilla and boring and the plays that we've had other defenses call out mm. on us. And Tony goes, <sighs> goes that's good. That was good. He goes, <laughs> shakes his head and he goes, all right, fellas, F it. Let's go win this football game. Get the hell wow, out of Tony! I wanted to do just a couple times. Tony said, "F it, go ahead. kill, said, kill, kill." Like literally, he goes, "All right, man, F it. Let's go win this football game and get the hell up out of here." That sounds like Tony too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at 
and I'm okay. And so he calls a play. The play is called Z Poker. And so he calls a run play and it's killed to Z Poker. Now, Z Poker is an all or nothing play. I, I am now Z Poker is for Miles Austin. It's a Z play. Miles was our Z. It's an all or nothing play. Like this play is if it doesn't go to me, I'm the first, second, and third option. If it doesn't work, you throw it in the stands and we go to second down. Like that is the way that Z Poker is supposed to work. Now, if the safety, is just, if it's a single high safety, if it's a single high safety and mm-hmm. he's in the middle of the field, then um, that's when I, I, I jab him and I go over the top. If it's a two high safety, I go up, I go in, up 15 to 18 yards and I sit in the middle of them. Those are the two options. So I'm looking, he calls a play, he poker and I break the huddle and I go, oh, snap. That's me. That's me. And I'm looking and I'm watching and I see the I see the safety rotation happening. And I'm like, it's about to happen. And Tony goes, kill, 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 kill. And I go, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is about to happen. <laughs> and sure enough, he he play he uh he he play fakes it to the shard, the safety bites up. I nod him and go over the top and I'm running, right? And I'm running, I'm running. And I look back and I'm like, come on, Tony, throw the ball. Throw. And I'm, I'm waiting for the ball. And so I catch it. Now, if you people remember, that day was about 85 degrees in candlestick, unusually hot. Uh-huh. I had played a couple more plays than I normally am used to playing. So when I catch it, I'm like, Run, just run. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear Dante Whitner coming up. I can hear him breathe like. <laughs> Get him. So I'm like, I'm like, damn, that end zone is so far away. And I'm to the point now, I'm like, yo, I've hit max speed. Now it is it's right here. <laughs> there it is right there. <laughs> Oh, he let him catch it. He put that arm all the way out with that ball. I peaked. And so now I know in my head, okay, just start fading to the sideline and hope he quits. Because everything from here is downhill. Like, everything from here, there's no more top speed. Everything now is a downhill win. I hope it carries me. But I hear Dante Whitney like, I can hear it. And I'm like, Damn, I'm like, come on, Enzo, come on. <laughs> trying to pump my arm, and that monkey jumped on my back. <laughs> and so people think I'm like celebrating. I'm not celebrating. <laughs> I damn sure. <laughs> so we, yeah, yeah. We like, is this boy showing off? If he's showing off, if he's celebrating, showing off. I remember Space Jam. You was trying to reach yeah. <laughs> basket. So I'm running and I'm like, damn. And, and so I can feel Dante like he's on me. And so I'm like, if I just stretch <laughs> while he grabs me, maybe yeah, but momentum's gonna momentum's gonna have you go right in. <laughs> it didn't happen that way. But and, and here and, and here's why I say it didn't happen that way. And if you've ever heard my story, if you've ever seen my story, it's you can Google it, it's up there. And, and my shirt, it did, I, I, wear, I wore this shirt for a reason because I want people to know what I represent. Right. I want people to know that I'm, I'm oh, all about that celebration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was never supposed to score a touchdown. Mm. 
early in my career, when I was with the Cincinnati Bengals, and I was blessed with this gift to play in the National Football League, mm -hmm. God was using me to go into these locker rooms and help change the culture of men. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do it. And I was all about everything wrong. I was about partying. I was about hanging out. I was about flying girls in and out of the city. I was about mm -hmm. doing everything that I was called to do. I did not take the blessing that I had was given mm -hmm. and use it properly. And so God took everything away from me. The mm. point where I was broke, where I was homeless. I was living in North Carolina on a friend's couch. Mm. I worked as a security guard at night, a mall cop, flashlight cop. I see you at night. And mm. I worked at T-Mobile in the daytime. Mm. I didn't have I didn't have enough money to pay my insurance. I even got pulled over one time and the cop took my license plate. I had to steal another license plate from a car in the complex just to get back and forth to work. Mm. Wow. I was blessed with the opportunity of fourth and long, which I won. And I told God if I ever got in a position again, that I would give you all of the glory. Amen. And so if I score a touchdown, the game is over. People mob the field, people jump on me, they pile on me, they do all that, all that stuff. And people don't give people don't get a chance to see me praise God. Mm. But because I was tackled at the one yard line, <laughs> the cameras on a national TV game God. for the greatest franchise in in the world, mm. that moment. And, and when you and when you see me go up like this, all I'm saying, I'm saying glory. I'm mm -hmm. saying thank wow. you. I'm not worthy for this moment. I'm saying glory. You chills, hear me? I'm saying glory because in that moment, that was my moment where God was saying, "Will you praise Jesse again, mm. or will you give me mm. the credit?" Wow, and real talk. In that moment, my, not my natural instinct, my natural thing to do was to give God praise for my everything goodness. that He took me through and up to that moment. And so people say, well, you should have scored. I was never going to score. That was never in the cards. It was for that moment that somebody watched that and said, glory to God. Praise, mm. praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. There was somebody who watched that and said, that man is about Jesus. That man is about Christ. And there was somebody who saw that that wanted to know more about Christ from that very moment. But the nation and sports center, all the, all the highlight shows, had to watch me get up and raise my hands yes. to the and give God praise. And it was nothing that no one could do about that. Because you couldn't show that play without showing the end result. Right. People say, oh, you should have scored, you should have scored. I, I always laugh and say, it was never for me to score. And I gave y'all that I gave y'all Dan Bailey. Because Dan Bailey missed a field goal. Never early missed that field goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Redemption. So I gave him a chance to redeem himself. And then he went on and made like 30 in a row. Yeah. Broke the record, made like it, it, it happened. You remember that? So, y'all can thank me for giving y'all wow. damn bit. But that, <laughs> that is the reason, and that Dante Whitney is really fast. Why I didn't score a touchdown, Jesse? That My that goodness. was that was a, that was amazing. I'm wow. we're, I, I, that was amazing. That that got to be in our our Hall of Fame of stories so far.
Okay. I think that's it, fellas. I think because there's nothing I can say greater no. than that. No. no. That's mm-hmm. why I said that. You dropped that, the mic. That's it. You dropped right? the mic. You, Obama <laughs> dropped that mic, man. Yeah, we you dropped the mic on that thank one. you for coming on here, brother. We really do. Yes, it's been indeed. as long as you did. I believe this is our longest. Two hours and four minutes and we, 22 seconds again. Man, two, straight. No it. commercials. Straight fire, man. Unbelievable. Straight man. fire. Uh, it, it's, wow. it's been a, a blessing and an honor to have honor. you on here. Um, you, you represent really what we represent on this show and that's being true to yourself and being real and sticking by what you, you know, what you have to say. Um, and, and that's what we try to do here on the late night hype. And I mean, I speak for this whole panel and, and our, our fans here, our viewers here, they absolutely, man, I'm seeing fire emojis. They dropping fire yeah, emojis. In fire, this yeah. Um, my, my thing is always, um, one of my, one of my favorite, um, artists ever is Michael Jackson. And oh, wow. The first thing that I, what made me love Michael Jackson, and this is what I think about when I do work. Um, this is even this is I wouldn't even call this work. This is this is this is my yeah. purpose. Yeah. Um, and you can Google this. Michael Jordan is performing at a concert, and there's thousands of thousands. Michael Jackson is thousands of people at this concert. It's outside, and he's performing, and you see people fall out. Mm. You see them, and they're like carrying people over the, these thousands of people falling out because of Michael Jackson. And I and I, and I remember seeing that, and I said, every time I get an opportunity to perform, I want people to fall out. I want mm. people to remember that performance because there's people on, on your guys' show mm. who may have heard of me and never heard me speak. There's right. people on your show who've never heard of me. There's mm-hmm. people on your show who's never witnessed anything that I've ever done or remember or any of that. And so mm-hmm. when I get a chance to speak, when I get a chance to perform, I want people being like, yo, <laughs> yo, because this may be the first time they ever hear me. They, someone, there, there's someone on your line that vouched for me. Mm-hmm. There's someone who told someone, yo, on a late night joint, Jesse yeah. Hollywood, you need to watch. Right. They'll be talking about it. They will be saying that. But I don't want, yeah. I don't, I, that person who vouched for me, I want them to be right. So, yeah. and, and then and then I'm always going to be me. I don't know how to be anyone else but that because at the end of the day, I got this really big mirror in my bathroom, like really big mirror in my bathroom. And I got to walk by it a lot. And the day that I don't like the person that's looking back at me, is the day that I have a problem. And so whether I get on this platform, or on Twitter, or on any other platform, I'm going to be the person that when I walk by that mirror, I'm going to be okay with the person that's looking back at me. So I'm never going to fabricate mm-hmm. stuff. I'm never going to make stuff up. I'm never going to try to be something that I'm not because that person that looks back at me in that mirror, that's the person that I have to be true to. And if I don't like what I see that's looking back at me, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm always going to make sure that that guy that looks back at me in that mirror, I'm like this. We good. Mm-hmm. We cool. We cool. Oh my goodness, man! Unbelievable. Yeah, you <laughs> some some lessons, man. Some lessons here, you guys, uh, <laughs> that he's preaching here, and I love it. Absolutely love it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. run some of this back just to listen. You know, You're right. me and back. Running back just to listen. <laughs> um, you guys got some parting shots for him here. I don't want to yeah. hold up the mic because I could go. 
Yeah, I just want to say, uh, and I know you got to go because it's been two hours, but I just want to say, Dominique, uh, that's in the chat box over here, he said, you are now his new favorite athlete. Mm. So so, so that's just like you said, all it takes is one person. That'll change, but I appreciate it, brother. Hey, man, that's that's what happened. And it's so funny you say that because I, I, and I'm going to take that, that model that you talk about, no matter where you go, um, whatever show, there's people that haven't seen you. And I try to do that with these shows, man. People haven't seen some of these shows. There's somebody in here that's new. You know, the guy, AD, he just came in here yesterday, man. And this is probably the first time he's seen you, you know, speak like this, or not just on our show, but, you know, period. I don't know. I have to ask AD. And he donated to Helping Hands. So you just never know who you're going to really touch. And you touched him, you know, right. and, that, and that touched us. So, man, wow. Fire, man. Wow. Absolutely fire. fire. I tell you what. I was going to hold off on this announcement for, for next week's show, but I'm going to drop it because this is why I'm going to drop it. All right, you ready, uh, Big Game in Law? Yeah. Next week, we have a very special guest, but I think he's got a very f- hard following because Jesse Holly just ripped it tonight, y'all. He just <laughs> ripped it. I'm right. Serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Darren Woodson is going to be here next My Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I, I, I love watching Woody, uh, his analysis. I, I grew up, he was my, one of my favorite players, and I could law, and, 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 and I know Big Game, you said that was your guy, right? <laughs> I almost pissed my pants when you told me. I'm keeping it right. real. Right. Oh, Darren Woodson, y'all. That's Woody. I Woody. Spoke, I spoke with Woody earlier, and it's 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 on and popping. Um, I'm excited to bring him on the show, but I'm going to tell you right now. You set the precedent very high. Set the bar high. (laughs) (laughs) So we go out to Mike Tillwood. He set the bar high over here. Right, right, right. right. You set it high, man. So I appreciate your time, man. Everybody in the chat, they loved it. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to run this back in the panel. I mean, look, we've been rapping with you off air, on air. It's been a blessing. It's been an honor, brother. What do you ask? Hey, and one last thing, Jesse. This was God. This This was God's plan tonight. This yeah. was God's plan because just how you said the timing, we had all been talking was so crazy. We had all been talking like, hey, we need to holler at Jesse. And we all had been going back and forth. And just one little thing about the high, somebody gave you a high. It, that's just God saying, hey, you know what? You're right. Let's let's make this happen. And it's just a, a beautiful thing. We really appreciate you. Feelings, God, really, man. I wrote a lot on uh, my feelings and, and discernment, and uh, it felt right. That's why I was like, let's do it. Let's do yes, it. indeed, man. All right, let's do it. I, I didn't, I didn't give no haggling. Let's do it because it, it, that's how I roll. I, when it feels right, I'm like, all right, all right God said it's time to go. Let's go. Absolutely. I don't do it. I'm like, Woo. I, I love like, you, man. 